Hello, beautiful people. It is mandatory minicamp opens for 12 more teams Tuesday, June 7th, 2022. This sports show begins now. Can't thank you enough for joining us here at youtube.com forward slash the Pat McAfee show. You are the best people on earth. The fact that you spend your afternoons with us, we are eternally grateful. And yes, there are 12 teams starting their mandatory minicamp. So all the players are back in the buildings except for... Chicago Bears. They were actually kicked oh, out of the building for a day because no. the Chicago oh, Bears were cheating in May. Oh, so they actually no. got suspended wow. one mandatory minicamp practice because they were abusing wow. and beating the rules that the NFL has put in place for every team to abide by, and the Chicago Bears just couldn't do it. So they got one of their practices wiped off Hell yeah. the entire schedule. The new bad boys are in the building. Oh, oh yeah. Star. Can't stop us now. Yeah, I wonder <laughs> how... Did. I wonder how Eberflus <laughs> is doing with the boys up there putting pads on in May. They're calling around every other team going, you guys got pads on? You guys got pads on? No, there's actually a no pads in May rule. <laughs> oh, is that right? Really? So then the rules. NFLPA probably looked into it. The NFL looked into it. They probably pulled cameras, by the way, from the practice facility, from the practice fields, and said, hey, you got pads on right here. Gotcha. Minus the practice that everybody else has. Uh, who knows what that means for the Chicago Bears. They did get to go early yeah. an extra week because of a new head coach. So maybe they got confused on the number of weeks into the thing because they had the extra week at the beginning yeah. with the new head coach. Let's assume that was the case. But with that being said, Bears lose a practice. Nobody else does. Oh. Are the Bears already losing this NFL no, season? So I just like found it. out team bonding. They're bowling today. So they're getting together. They're good time bonding together as a team. Aberflus is trying to make it up to the boys. I apologize. I was running your heads into each other a lot earlier than everybody else was allowed to do so because CTE became a real thing. They put in actual rules and I said, fuck those rules. (laughs) This is the monsters of the midway or not. Uh, I would would 1,000% think they went a week ahead of time because they had the new head coach, so they get an extra week. Mm -hmm. They probably had their... Um, entire OTA, the phases drawn out exactly how everybody else's is without accounting for the week in advance that they had, which is just an add-on to the beginning phase as opposed to an advancement of phases uh, past everybody else. So let's assume that's what happened. They're not complete stooges or trying to run their players into the ground. Uh, But aside from that, a lot of teams hitting the fields this week. We are pumped about it because that means the NFL at Boston Connor is only 93 days away, Pat. Here we go. Come on. We're right there. We're right there. 93 gas right now, about 620. But 93 days from mm-hmm. the NFL is excitement and joy. At Ty Schmidt, the other member of the Toxic Table next to at Boston, Connor Tone Diggs, you've been wanting to say something. Well, you laid out some good options for the Bears. You forgot option D, where Flus was like, this team fucking stinks. We need to get as many pad practices as we possibly can. Yeah. Let's roll a dice. Thank you, Foxy. What does that mean? The worried about the Lions is what I read. Well, I don't think we ever had that. That's what you read. Don't want to finish third. Go back to the reading board. You guys are going to be on hard knocks. Everybody's going to know exactly what your game plan is because MCDC is going to be tasked with editing that and giving a final view. (laughs) It's good, man. Leave it in there. Leave it in there, man. He's going to need a lot of coffee for that then. A lot of dish dish. The guy's becoming an editor, a producer, a director, a final screener, and Mm -hmm. the head coach of a football team that hasn't been good in 200 years. That's right. team that's going to go 10 and 7 and win a playoff game this year. Maybe, but. But who knows if the Bears will be able to do the same. I believe the Bears have the worst odds in the NFC North. Yes. Oh, yes. The Detroit Lions have the third best odds. Obviously, the Vikings at second. And I, they 
Green Bay Packers are the only minus one. Oh, yeah, I believe that. Minus, yeah, minus, minus 170. 170. Yeah, they're the Bucks are minus 320, I guess. They're, they are way past Bills. everybody in the NFC South. And the Bills minus 180 because the sorry ass Patriots are plus 400 oh. to win the AFC East. Oh. Colts? But it, what's that? Colts. Well, the reason why the Colts Hell are yeah. minus 105 for the AFC South, and, you know, I didn't want to mention it because there's no reason for. You know, us to talk about this or draw any spotlight to this because mm-hmm. we don't need the folks down in Nashville to draw any type of chip on the shoulder. They were the number one team in the AFC going to the playoffs. They had 90 players on their roster. Yeah. That's right. Yikes. They had 30 some players go through IR, 40 some players go through IR. We didn't even know any of the players on their team, basically. And Vrabe somehow got them to be the number one team in the entire AFC in the playoffs. Now, obviously, they lose to the Cincinnati Bengals, who became a wagon there mm-hmm. and are going to be awesome to watch this year. But nobody needs to talk about the Colts being minus 105 to win the AFC South. You know why? The Colts are minus 105 to win the AFC South, Connor. No, why is that? Well, that's because the sports book, John Sheeran, uh-huh. and more specific, whenever he watched that Colts team last year, right. he said, God damn, this team is unbelievable. This team is stacked. Look at the defense. They got all pros all over the place. Mm-hmm. The offensive line, maybe the best offensive line in all football, they got an MVP candidate, a running back. Now, the wide receiver weapons may be a little bit light there, but they got some young studs. Special teams, absolute guys there. They are stacked across the board. What did they not have? A quarterback stunk. A Navy SEAL. Yeah. A fucking astronaut playing quarterback. That's he right. Manning reincarnated. A quarter, Reggie Wayne said it made him sick to his yeah. stomach. He almost vomited with how much Matt Ryan is similar to Peyton Manning. They got a guy now that was accepted to fucking Top Gun. Mm-hmm. Okay, who's quarterback oh, of the yeah. Indianapolis Colts. They're paying him a lot of money. Matt Ryan's already calling up the boys on offense after a walkthrough and saying, hey, this shit ain't fucking cutting it. And everybody responded well. Buckner and the boys on defense said it was nice to see a quarterback round up the troops and say, hey, this ain't the way this thing goes. Because I do believe that's how the defense has been operating for a few years now. Now Matt Ryan's doing the same amount of accountability they're doing on defense side of the ball. There's no clown town disappointments this year. At minus 105, those sports books who might be time travelers, they get things so oddly close. Mm -hmm. To 100% right so often. They do. That it makes us wonder if they got a little inside scoop on what's potentially happening in the future. And if they're putting the Colts at minus 105, hey. they know what I've been feeling. And that's that Matt Ryan's going to turn that whole squad back. This is their first mandatory minicamp. We'll mm-hmm. learn more today about what these boys are about. Yeah, mm-hmm. you should Absolutely. be worried. You should be worried. I'm not, so should you. I'm fucking not you. Worried. What? Dan, why, 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 I'm, we'll yeah. see you guys later. We'll, why, we'll see you down the road. We'll see you guys later. <laughs> uh, the, the Patriots have the Super Bowl favorites, the MVP favorite in the division. We're not worried about the Colts, but I thought it was more so about the fact that, you know, the Titans lose A.J. Brown. They get, you know, Robert Woods, who's coming off an injury. They're basically relying on a rookie wide receiver, Traylon Burks, to kind of carry the offense. They lost a few offensive linemen. I mean, I love what the Colts are doing. That's not what it is. But I think that also Those has, are all right. valid uh, I think that has right. a lot to do with it. I don't think so. Today's show's packed, by the way. In about 10 minutes, we'll have uh, Terrell Revis join us. Whoa. Oh. Holy yeah. shit. Revis Island, founder. Yeah. Yeah. Won a Super Bowl at the past. Just changed football. Yeah. Good seven to eight years. It mm-hmm. was just Revis time. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, team, what team is going to pay him to a one-year deal or a two-year deal, fully guaranteed, that's going to be worth more than everybody else? And what defense coordinators are going to be like, oh, thank God. All right. So we'll just cover uh, half the field is being covered by this guy. <laughs> just go ahead and put him over there. We'll be able to do everything else. His teammates benefited mightily from it. His teams benefited mightily from it. I, the last time I was on the field with him at the same time, he won an ESPY. 
Yeah. Mm. So that'll be a good conversation. Yeah. Yeah, Putting the ball, he beat all everybody. He ran past me. And I yeah. got blocked. Also, you guys would know better than any of us, but I was reading his Wikipedia about uh, his high school exploits as well. Like, I mean, in the state championship, I think his sophomore year scored five touchdowns, like had an interception, blocked a punt, like all this. And then uh, basketball, I think, won two state championships. Like, he's so a where dog. He, Aliquippa, mm-hmm. where he's from, mm-hmm. bunch of dogs. Oh. Mm-hmm. I mean, they create dogs. Yeah. Sports, dogs. dogs. Life, dogs. dogs. And he became the baddest and best DB in the damn game for a long time and held it down all by himself. He's vastly different than every other corner that gets compared to him. Now, I guess Dion plays in the same fashion. I wish I knew more about the DB world, but there's not a lot of Darrell Revises that have ever been in the NFL, and we get to talk to him in about nine minutes or so. He's going into the New York Jets... Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor this year, yeah. I believe in December or no November. Him, Mangold, and... DeBrick, Shaw, Ferguson. All three are going in this mm-hmm. season. So the Jets are, you know, Woody Johnson saying, hey, we got a quarterback, we got a new team, mm-hmm. we're going to put in some alumni that are good. It wasn't always terrible. We had some good players. Let's go ahead and do this whole thing. Uh, I can't wait to chat with Revis. In the second hour, we got Ian Rappaport. Oh, Okay. Yeah, he's fresh probably off a of golf course. Sure, I would assume. Naturally. What's going on in the world? What does he know? What does he not know? We'll ask him. We'll hopefully get updated. And Albert Breer will join us. Albert Breer writes the Monday Morning Quarterback for Sports Illustrated. That's right. Mm-hmm. He mentioned our Russell Wilson Let's Ride coverage in his thing. Sent a bunch of people that don't normally watch our stuff to our video. Now that... Obviously, I think we created maybe some new fans. So thank you, Albert. Yes, thank you, Albert. Certainly heard a lot of people that did not like the way we cover sports. Sure. So thank you, <laughs> yeah, Albert. Thank you, Albert. Uh, thank you, Albert. Uh, but I believe he watches and listens to some of our stuff, so I can't wait to chat with him. He obviously got handed a column or blog from Peter King, and now Peter King is his direct competition. They both released the same thing on Monday morning. Yeah. And we are very lucky that we get to read for both of them, but I'll be excited to hear Albert Breer's process, who he knows, who he doesn't know, and what's potentially down to pipe albert yeah I, I mean i would think for something like that too like he's not technically an insider but all every week that those come out and there are a bunch of nuggets that it seems like no one else knows other than him and peter king well and they just say stuff yeah mm-hmm. oh yeah like there'll be rumors i'll hear rumors and we won't talk about it because it's just rumors now allegedly we were duped into doing an alleged report yesterday what, what? which one russell oh. wilson five year 250 million dollars uh. was just projected by some reporter uh. Who was um, speculating, not reporting. Mm-hmm. Like the posture not thing. Which has not been talked about on this show, but definitely in the office. Yeah, that's right. Way to get ahead of that one. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Way to. It's yeah, the exact same thing. I just, you know, that was D block. You know, that yep. was D block. Uh-huh. But you brought it in here. Yes. So there has been a couple <laughs> situations with the internet where people have, who are reporters or insiders, have speculated upon something and then it has either been taken by them or by other people as a report of yeah. something and then boom we have to talk about it because it's pretty big names and pretty big numbers. For instance Russell Wilson allegedly was asking the Denver Broncos with two years left on his contract, the one that he signed uh, that we remember his celebration, he was in bed with Sierra. That's yep. right. Mm-hmm. Two years left on that deal. Uh, allegedly the asking price is going to be five years, 250 million. So that's 50 million guaranteed every single year for five years, which is going right now for quarterbacks. And what will it be in three years? Russell Wilson probably be underpaid. Then you take it or leave it. So that was being reported as a report. It was just speculation by a reporter who has inside information. Okay. So I'm happy we cleared that up. But Posternock. Oh, of course. 
Boston Bruins' right winger uh-huh. is being traded to the Pittsburgh Penguins this offseason. I was going to say, this one seems a little bit more credible. Well, this seems like it's well, basically a done deal. Well, he will be traded. So. I read it on Twitter. Well, feels like it's I read it on Twitter. It's the yeah. same exact thing. But, I mean, you know, hockey's been dead for a couple weeks now, so uh, who cares? But Actually, what? Rangers-Tampa tonight, game four. Yeah, yeah. can't wait. Will Tampa be able to make this thing all square through four because they had a two-week break and came out a little bit cold, and New York Rangers won the first two games. Is that how this thing's going to go? Is New York going to be able to steal one down in the storm, or are they going to get them back home uh, 2-2? We shall see this evening. But Pasternak coming to the Penguins, great news. Well, probably not. Fire the coach tonight, Scale. Yeah, Bruce. Yeah. See ya. Everyone's hurt. Everyone's getting surgery. Hey, yeah. they need to a turn around, rebuild. Oh, get bye, bye, Rebuild pasta. ahead. Surgeries. See ya. Bye, bye, Pittsburgh loves pasta. Mm, we do. So does Massachusetts. No, you don't know about pasta. Are you like kidding me? You know, pasta. there's so many Italian people in Massachusetts. You've never had to get oh, you're talking about potato Boston. Well, oh, yeah, we yeah. do pour. I actually did find out this weekend. Boston has a bar called Mr. Dooley's that pours the most pints of Guinness in the continental United States. No big deal. Well, that's what we're talking about, though, with the pasta thing in Pittsburgh. Well, don't worry. We got a North End that, you know, a bunch of Italian people live in. Whoa. We got plenty of Whoa. other places Whoa. where Whoa. a lot Whoa. of about to come out of here. Whoa. What do you mean? Oh, yeah. You know what else Pittsburgh has? A lot of pierogies. You know who likes pierogies? People from the Czech Republic and Slovaks like pasta. Well, why was was pasta hanging out with David Krejci? Like, you know, Rupper was telling us, and Krejci might come back. Krejci on the brew? Nobody knows what that means, but who cares? Let's move on. (laughs) Pasta's coming to the pens. That's all that matters. Uh, that's Hockey Talk tomorrow night. What are you guys talking about? Probably about pasta coming to the pens. All right, okay. that's awesome. Once again, that is something that a reporter is speculating upon, but it is being reported as a report from an insider. That's mm-hmm. right. Those are the things they do. Those are the little potholes on the road of day-to-day sports coverage <laughs> yeah. that we are going to continue to try to avoid. Yeah, but that's the offseason. you got to talk about it. Russell Wilson gets you know five years, 250. What do you think Lamar Jackson and Herbert are going to warrant? Oh, then? Burrow. Burrow, yeah. yeah. Kyler Murray. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are they going to wait now? Is is that what Lamar's doing? Lamar, there's a video that surfaced on the internet of him on one knee in slides, throwing the ball 50 yards. Now, I don't believe Lamar Jackson was the one saying, hey, this is an incredibly impressive throw. I believe whoever recorded this said Lamar Jackson's got an absolute cannon. From the 50, one knee down, one knee up in slides, completion in the end zone unbelievable display of accuracy and arm strength, although the internet can't help themselves and say we've seen a hundred people do something much more impressive <laughs> mm-hmm. than this. But the thing about it is Lamar Jackson's always been you know, kind of buried about his arm. I think that's all the haters try to pinpoint and look at. Looks like he hit that guy right in the fucking chest from 50 oh, yeah. yards away on a knee. That's the more impressive thing that I could see because I have seen guys, offensive linemen, DBs, wide receivers, other quarterbacks that aren't great at playing football, but are great at throwing the football. Mm-hmm. Take a knee, throw the ball, through the uprights from the 50 into the back. I mean, that is something that a lot of great, strong-armed humans can accomplish. Normally, ex-baseball players that come over to football, whether they're big pitchers, they got big arms, but they have no idea how to read a defense. They have no clue what's going mm-hmm. on. They have no touch, no finesse, but they can throw the ball forever. Lamar Jackson's working on his pass game. I don't know why the internet's got to be so rude about it all the time. Yeah, I don't know why they're being rude, especially because, you know, just last year, he was getting, you know, filmed throwing a duck. I mean, that's a perfect spiral right there. I'm just glad they posted the one that has a nice ball in it. And it hit guy up just like this. Yeah. yeah. Now, granted, I couldn't zoom in close enough because the quality seemed to be... Yeah. Oh, potato. Yeah, yeah Android. Were those, were those Ravens teammates, or yeah. is he still not on that team, doesn't like that team? Well, when's mandatory minicamp? Does that start today? Are they one of the 12 teams to start today? Uh, No. It does not look like it. 
So he's got time. Seems like he's got another couple of days <laughs> yeah. down the sun <laughs> yeah. for going back to Baltimore. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, I believe he will be chatting with the press. Yep. I, I think it's today. I believe so. Yes. I believe he'll be meeting with them. I can't wait to hear what those conversations are like. What has he learned about the offense and the team uh, since coming back for at least a day or two? Is he impressed by the rookies? How about LaFleur fresh out of the wedding that McVay was mm. at uh, getting married to a lady named Veronica mm-hmm. while negotiating a deal with Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald has become the highest paid defensive NFL player in the history of the sport. Congratulations to Aaron Donald, who was completely at peace with retirement uh, before negotiating or, or, you know, a change of his deal, basically. Ian Rappaport reported that the Rams have reworked all-world D-tackle Aaron Donald's three remaining contract years to give him a massive $40 million raise through 2024, making him the highest paid non-QB in NFL history at 31 years old. He gets $95 million through through uh, 2024. Damn. In negotiating this deal, the Rams opened up Okay, so they didn't add on any years. Allegedly, at this point, there might be five voided years at the end of this thing. Let's Mm -hmm, assume this is going to be a seven-year, $95 million deal with five voided years at the end so that they can just pass the deals on the end. If they're not doing that, I'll be interested to see how they work this gimmick. But they ended up opening up $2 million of salary cap space for next year while renegotiating a deal that pays the highest-paid defensive NFL player in the history of the game after paying Matthew Stafford and others on that team a wide margin uh, amount of money above every other person in their position group, which goes back to the same old story that we've been talking for a long time. Salary caps for gays. Yeah, it's not real. And until everybody just understands that and everybody buys in on that, you're going to continue to see the rich get richer and everybody else try to battle in the way that used to be how you would battle. You build through the draft. You pick and choose who gets paid. People get paid elsewhere. You make sure you got it all in line. You have backups on backups so that next year you can't get caught in any situations. Instead... You got teams just paying everybody somehow, saying, boom, 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 boom. Here, take all our money. We don't need the picks. You do this, you do this. We'll put some voided years on the back end that'll take some of the signing bonus hit. Boom, boom, boom. You're the highest paid guy. Somehow we saved $2 million. It's a win-win. You're not retiring. We're getting another one. Ring me, you said last year. Let's do it again. It's amazing what some of these teams are able to accomplish. Yeah, it feels like the notion that we always hear is just like, hey, guess what? Like, they're going to have to pay the pipe or sometime, but like, they have all their key guys for the next, like, what, three, four years. Who said, like, they, there's no uh, proof that you can't just kick the can down the road into eternity. Like, they can just keep reworking all this shit. Like, will, do you actually have to pay the piper at some point? I don't know if you do. Everybody's trying to tell us that you do. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you do. And everybody that's telling us that you do are the people that aren't doing it <laughs> because they're living in their fears. That's right. Yeah. Ain't that right, Tom? Aren't hey, they living in their fears over there? We don't live in our fears. Nobody nobody lives in our fears on this show. But there are people who live in their fears because they just don't want to pay people. There are two voided years at the end of this. For 2025 and 2026 are void. Okay. And I wonder what those numbers are for that whole thing. Here's Spotrack now. Is this real? Do we know yeah. if this is real? Good question. Like we trust Spotrack. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. The numbers Sport, feel contract, Spotrack. Put them together. Yeah. Feels like he's the right person. Three years, $95 million, $46.5 million guaranteed at signing bonus, which, by the way, that is, 
I think that's going to move. Another $18.5 million next March. Two void years at the end for the cap. It's two years, $65 million in practical terms. Cap hits $24 million next year as opposed to $26. $23, 38000000 million. $24, $31 And then $25, another $10 million. Last two years do not matter. If he's to retire, he'll be good. And then $26, not, on, not pictured on the tweet, is, 20, or is $5 million. Yeah, so it's three extra years on the mm-hmm. back end of that thing. So it's a five-year deal that's actually a two-year deal. Yeah, because it's not a real extension, right? Because it's being reported just as a contract rework, but they actually. But it sounds like it is years. actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's all, it's all food gays. If yeah. anybody wants to work the salary cap, they can absolutely work the salary cap. For instance, if I was running a team, and I got a chance to chat with this person that's about to join us, and he alluded to the fact that he had any sentiment of juice left. Yeah, sure. I'll be like, all right, let's move some shit around. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Let's get him on the team, ladies and gentlemen. A man that changed football. For almost a decade, people were living on the Revis Island. It was one to two year deals. One of the greatest businessmen in the history of the NFL. This upcoming season, he will go into the New York Jets Ring of Honor, All Pro, Pro Bowl, Super Bowl champion, founder of Revis Island. Ladies and gentlemen, legendary corner, Darrell Revis. Yeah. Yeah. What's up, man? Hey, how you doing, Pat? How, how you doing, guys? Hey, I'm good, man. I want to let you know, the last time you and I were on something at the same time, you won a fucking ESPY, you know? So I don't know if that's going to happen again for this one, this conversation, but uh, maybe that's the case. We've all been big fans of yours. Western Pennsylvania guy who's gone on to become an absolute goat and a king. We appreciate you taking time, sir. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much, Pat. And, and I remember, uh, do you remember that play vividly when you uh, punted the ball to me, man? Well, really. West Virginia, West Virginia pit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Backyard ball. Yeah. Yeah. Backyard rem- ball. Yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> did you guys watch that the next day in film as much as we did? We watched that play maybe 20 times the next laser pointers on everybody. Revis. Why aren't you fucking tackling him? Well, I got blocked there. Why aren't you standing? You couldn't get back. You beat, I think 13 guys on that play. Darrell. I think you beat 13 guys on that play. <laughs> Oh, no, it was a, it was amazing. It, it was definitely amazing. Uh, I'm sorry you had to be on the back end of that punting the ball. And uh, I have to give credit to uh, Dave Wanstead at the time who drew up the play. Uh, he wanted to actually do it during the backyard brawl to spark some energy for us. And actually, the play was supposed to be a throwback to Derek Kinder, who actually who actually blocked uh, both of the guys on your team. Dang. So uh, I couldn't, <laughs> if you remember the play, I couldn't really. I tried to pump. And uh, uh, Kinder was, you know, he was a legal man downfield, so I actually couldn't get the ball there. But uh, he made a great block, two great blocks on on uh, your defenders. And uh, I just ran down the sideline and do the best I could. I yeah. was going to try to run out of bounds, but – it was a good play. It was a good play. Didn't you see me coming though? That don't scare you. I mean, I got blocked. You know, I thought maybe you run out of bounds. I was, I was like two. Ah, 220 at the time. I looked pretty good, I thought. I thought I looked pretty good. You know, nobody wants – you were um, amazing. And, and that tackle by uh, Derek Kinder, by the way, illegal, modern rules. Yeah, yeah. Sent two guys potentially to CTE City. Jeez. Just would like to let everybody know that. We watched it in slow motion the next day, both of them. Rich Rod asking, get up, Ridwan. I believe his name was – and he's I would have if I could have. What are you? Well, I think he was knocked out. I think Kinder killed him, I believe. Uh, but you won an SB for that, right? Didn't you, the whole team won an SB for that? or no uh there was there was we were nominated for it uh but we actually i think we came second uh in the polls but uh that's a shame 
the the guy from Boise State, uh, the Statue of Liberty play. He, he uh, the, the guys won it at Boise State. Yeah, and uh, you know, credit to him. Uh, it was a great play drawn up uh, for them as well. And uh, I think he actually proposed to his. Yep. Is, uh, the, 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 the icing on the cake was he proposed to his, 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 his uh, yeah, wife you had, now. You had no chance. And, um, you had no chance. You know, I, yeah. yeah, I had no <laughs> chance at all. No chance. Uh, no what are you chance. up to these days? It feels like, and I might be wrong with this, but once you were done with football, did you kind of just drift away from the game? Did you feel jaded from the game? Or do you just kind of, uh, is this just kind of what you're into, just kind of chilling and away from it all? Uh, you know, for me, uh, it was really the focus on my mental health. You know, and, uh, you know, I think uh, once you retire, there's a lot you have to decompress. There's a lot of things I've, I tried to get into uh, holistic wise um, to try to cope with, uh, you know, playing for so long. And um, I think a lot of guys uh, right now are really, you know, former players and, and retired players are really focusing on, you know, their mental health, uh, whether there's depression, stress. And I mean, I played in a big, you know, I played in a big apple. I played in, in New York City and Manhattan. It's, it's a lot of pressure. A lot, it's a lot of uh, you know other things going on. It's a, it's a major city, so you know for me, I just really just try to step away from the game and and really kind of get back into practical living and kind of collect my thoughts and kind of see what the next chapter is. What was it like when you were in the middle of the Revis Island run there? Because everybody's expectation of you is that you are hey. If, if this guy gets one catch, basically, in Revis Island, everybody's going to yeah. talk about that. And I know it's not just at the time 16 games. That's an all-year thing, I guess, that's just looming over your head? Like the expectation is what drove you, I assume? Or is that just naturally how you did your business when you were in the league? Uh, uh, Pat, for me, I, I, I really, um, you know, being a, a, a super fan of football and, you know, growing up to, you know, watch Barry Sanders, you know, the Cowboys doing their runs and, you know, the 49ers, uh, you know, going to college and then actually having an opportunity to play in the pros. Uh, you know, I, I was pissed off because as I was coming into the league, you know, um, there were a lot of talks about, you know, uh, the shutdown corner uh, not existing no more. And I took that I took that personal. I took it to heart. And uh, I remember it was a, my, my first Pro Bowl. I was uh, – my locker was next to Champ Bailey's, and, and, and uh, you know, I was asking Champ Bailey a bunch of questions like, hey, what, what do I need to do to be on your level, basically? And, you know, Champ, you know, during that time just really just passed me the, the torch and said, like, hey, uh, young blood, it's, it's, it's your time up. I see the way that you're uh, progressing in the league, and uh, I'm, I'm going to pass the torch to you. And uh, at that moment, I just felt like I needed to basically – continue to keep the legacy of the shutdown corner alive, you know, um, at that point, um, because there was a lot in the media, there was a lot of stuff saying there, you know, there's no shutdown corners anymore. And then it was actually, uh, the league was actually changing at the time, going into a more passing, uh, offense type of situation. So, uh, you know, I just felt for me that it was my time up and I needed to, to represent, all the leg, the, the legacy of shutdown corners, the Mel Blunts, the Deion Sanders, the Dow Greens, um, the Rod Woodsons of the world, and um, I just really took it to heart to say, hey, when it's my time, I'm I'm gonna try to shut down anybody that that's, that lines up in front of me. How, why is it so much different than everything else? Just athletically, you have to be superior. Intellect, you have to be superior. What is it about the shutdown corner that's different? And why did people assume that that was going to be gone from the game whenever there was more passing getting involved? Uh, you know, I, I really think uh, 
because uh, it, it probably gears more to the offensive side of the, the football, in a sense. And, uh, you know, offensive coordinators and quarterbacks and receivers can, and, and tight ends also can actually um, have a lot of flexibility in the passing game. I mean, even playing the Patriots, I mean, it was so difficult to, to actually kind to play chess with them uh, on the chessboard because, you know, you have Tom Brady at, uh, at the helm being the general, but also, I mean, we've been in games where, you know, they come out an empty set <laughs> and they have so many, they have so many options, man, for, uh, to throw the ball. And then actually when you start, you know, teeing up on that, then uh, they go into, they go into a gold line set and then you got to focus on that. But, but, but to, to really answer your question, uh, it, it was just really, uh, you know, the corner position is just really uh, just you have to be a student of the game. I, I, I mean, I have notebooks still to where I have my notes in there where uh, I have Terrell Owens and I break them down. I study them. I have, uh, you know, uh, uh, Randy Moss where I still break them down. So it's just really being a student of the game and taking time to really break down these guys and break down their tendencies to really uh, have that skill set um, of being studious. Also, you just got to be very athletic at the cornerback position. I mean, uh, you got to be able to run fast with these guys. It's some of the best players in the world and um, at the receiver position. And they're, they're pretty fast, pretty quick. They're pretty strong and they're, and they're smart as well. And they're pretty explosive. So, you know, for me, it was just being very studious at my job and really trying to, uh, you know, make sure I was prepared every Sunday. Who was uh, somebody, and by the way, thank you for all this insight. This is fucking awesome. Who was somebody, you talked about T.O. and Randy, and, you know, yeah. you would be a great person, I think, to get, like, your opinion on this. Who was somebody that you did not, did anybody keep you up? Anybody uh, give you an anxiety <laughs> or anything like that? Because I know they felt that way about you, right? Everybody, it, when uh, the Revis Island run was happening, they're like, all right, we got 15 games this year because there's a good chance that the offense coordinator will say, hey, don't even throw it towards Revis, which means, by the way, you still got to be on every fucking play. That doesn't mean that you get to take game uh, plays off because they do. But did anybody keep you up or was it the other way around, do you think? I think it go both ways. You know, I, I think it's, you know, it's, I, I say Tom Brady won uh, from the quarterback position. Um, I would say from the re uh, uh, receiver position, I would probably say uh, Randy. Randy Moss. <laughs> I would probably say Terrell Owens as well. Um, Steve Smith. I would definitely say Steve Smith. Um, uh, who else can I name? I mean, it's, it's, it's a list of guys. And, and, and even if I'm, if I'm not naming all of them, I, I have uh, the utmost respect for all of them because, you know, the difference between all of them, I call it superhumans. You know, they, we were superhero superhumans. We have you know, if you're playing against Steve Smith, you know, he's not as tall as, as, as Randy Moss, which, which Randy Moss is, is about six, five and a half. So, um, you know, when you're dealing with certain guys, certain receivers, uh, they come with, you know, a certain gift. And, you know, Steve Smith was was more so explosive, fast, you know, kind of like a bulldog in the sense where uh, if he got pissed off, man, uh, he'll he'll blow right past you in the route. So. Uh, you know, you just got to respect everybody across the board. I, I will always say, I will always say, also say, uh, um, our, my fellow uh, draftee uh, in 2007, uh, Calvin Johnson as well. I mean, uh, tough matchups. I always had to go go up against 
uh, week in and week out. And, 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 uh, some of those, some of those games I came out where, you know, I'm looking at it as, is like, I just shut this person. Like, how did I do that? You okay. know, in a sense. But I actually, you know, the, the only thing I can give credit to is just, you know, great game plans by the, by the coaching staff and also, uh, you know, sticking to the game plan and, and really seeing it through and, and really executing as best as I, as I could and along with my teammates. And um, we were able to do some great things. I think we had like the number one defense and also the number three defense, uh, the New York Jets, uh, during the heydays in 2008, 2009 and 10 and 11. So uh, we just had a great group of guys who came to work every day and was ready to, you know, really focus in of, of what tasks we had to do. You'll be going into the Jets ring of honor this uh, season. Well, Deserved. Yeah. Well deserved. And Thank I assume you. all Thanks. those wide receivers that got a chance to visit Revis Island also uh, share the same sentiments about you that you just talked about superhumans and all of those things. Whenever you talked about the defensive coordinator and a great game plan, as an outsider, as somebody who maybe doesn't have the best uh, football IQ whenever it comes to like guys that played in the league and shit like that and watch film for a full-time living, I assume the uh, game plans were, all right, Ten of us got shit to do, and then uh, Revis, you're just doing this. Was that not what it was? Was it not just like, hey, you're taking their guy, you got that guy, or was there was there more to it that maybe uh, a noob would not fully understand? Uh, you know, I think when 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 Rex actually um, when when Rex Ryan was actually hired. Um, you know, we had a meeting, we had individual player meetings and, uh, I think our meeting, I can say, and this is really going, this is inside, you know, the, uh, the facility, but, we go. uh, you know, Rex got me down and just, you know, basically just kind of said like, he believes, uh, that I'm the best corner in the NFL uh, at the time. And, um, he's going to help me, uh, strive to be that in, in a sense. And that was basically our kind of meeting and our conversation, um, he said, "I stick, you know, I would stick out on the film every time he would watch it uh, during the practice films and stuff. And um, you know, I got to give credit to, to to Rex Ryan's defensive scheme to to actually, you know, kind of highlight, um, you know, me me as being a cornerback and me being one of the best defensive players. Try to strive to be one of the best defensive players in the league at the time. And uh, it was great. You know, I just felt like I took on that task. Uh, I didn't really want to because I felt we had." Uh, a lot of pieces uh, on on the defensive side of the ball that uh, that we can actually I, I can just play one side I can play the left side um, and then we had Antonio Camardi as well that is it was a great corner at the time and um, you know just really we just had a, a great uh, CB tandem so uh, I didn't re I didn't really think that uh, I had to really travel but um, when it when it came to nut cutting time and you know we had to win games and. We had to make some adjustments and we had to move some chess pieces around and then it, it kind of isolated me to be on one side or the other and the other 10 guys would, would actually, uh, you know, Rex, it gave Rex Ryan ability to blitz and do other things in this scheme, uh, which guys, you know, I think my teammates really loved at the time because it made, it made the game a little bit more fun for us and uh, everybody would do their job and we would just... We would rock out. It sounded like Rex Ryan was like the guy who would empower all of his players. It sounded like he did the exact same for you. I got a chance to do some ESPN with him. The green room talking to him off air was fucking 
awesome. I mean, I am. <laughs> I wish I could have played for him, to be honest with you. I think I would have enjoyed the hell out of it. Uh, we're talking to Darrell Rivas, founder of Rivas Island. And you talked about being the number one defense there for like five years with the Jets. Do you still, you're going in the Jets ring of honor. Do you keep in touch with the Jets organization? How do you feel about where they're at right now? And what do you think about the future? Yeah, I think, uh, I, yeah, I built so many relationships uh, within the organization. So uh, at this point, I think, you know, I'm, I'm an alumni, I'm an ambassador. So I think for me, it's just representing, uh, you know, the organization is, 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 is to my best ability, uh, which I've been doing. But, yeah, we, I stay in contact with, with, with a bunch of people in, in the building. And, um, you know, we don't know what the future entails. I mean, we got a lot of things going on. We spoke about the Ring of Honor. Um, Woody Johnson, we had an interview with uh, Woody Johnson, Mark Sanchez, Nick Mangold, and also Brick, Brickashaw Ferguson. So, uh, you know, Woody came by to just really congratulate us on, on all our success. So uh, sky's the limit, you know, uh, in, in terms of um, maybe some of the things, you know, we can talk about in the organization moving forward, uh, if, if I'm actually going to be a part of that, if not. But uh, my, my most important thing is, you know, I love the game of football. Um, I'm real passionate about it, um, and I love winning, and that's the biggest thing. I really love winning, and um, if, if we can turn some things around in that building, which I, I have uh, uh, a lot of respect for God, for everyone in the building, uh, from the scouting personnel, uh, from everybody uh, in executive positions as well, uh, you know, for us to really, uh, you know, make a change. You know, it's, it's time to make a change for the New York Jets in, in, in a lot of positions in a lot of ways. And, I think we all believe that, you know, the quarter, quarterback position is the most important. And, um, you know, right now at the moment we have Zach Wilson and, um, you know, there's very high expectations for him as uh, everybody else on the team. But, you know, we just feel that, uh, you know, it's our time to strike and, and hopefully, you know, build a championship team to where we can win our second uh, Super Bowl. Tough division. Hey, tough division. <sighs> hey. No, very, very tough. I that's remember. a tough division. <laughs> that's a tough. That's a big city. Yeah. Tough division right there. Yeah. Hopefully they're able to turn it around. Yeah. You, you said you still love football. Are you coaching? Do you keep in contact with any of the DBs that are in the league right now? And is the shutdown corner still a thing in the NFL? Who did you pass the torch to? You think? You know, I, I believe. Uh, I believe uh, there is still shutdown corners. Yes, I still uh, pay attention to the games and. Uh, when fall comes around and I, I watch games, uh, uh, I pick and choose what games I watch. But, um, yeah, I, I believe there's a long list of guys that are really great. Uh, you have Jalen Ramsey right now. You you have uh, uh, you have Stephen Gilmore. Um, he won the defensive player a few years back playing for the Patriots. Uh, I'm real close with uh, – I've been close with uh, Stephen Gilmore uh, even when he was with the Buffalo Bills. So, uh, really good guy. Um, you, you have Howard down here in, 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 in Miami. Um, there's a lot of guys that, uh, you have Ward, <laughs> you have, you have, you have Ward and, and, and mm -hmm. Cleveland Browns. So, uh, I do pay attention. You have, uh, Jair is Alexander in, in, in Green Bay. There we go. So you have a Jesse lot, it's Jackson. a lot of good guys out there right now that are really, um, you know, representing the position very well. And, um, I love to watch them play. I love, I, I love ball, man. So. Uh, especially as a DB and when you know when you're you're out on the island and you're you know it's one-on-one -on -one and those guys know as well as me man it's, it's, it's a very tough task it's a tough job 
and, and uh, they're doing a great job. They're doing a fabulous job of representing the NFL. They're doing a fabulous job of representing the position as well. So uh, much success to all of those guys. Hey, TV kind of fucks it up, though. They, You know, somebody's getting blamed for a bomb that isn't necessarily – a, uh, a DB's fault or a safety's fault or a coverage's fault. Is that something that even you... Now, I'm going to say this, and it's going to cause an argument somewhere, but it shouldn't. Like, you are what? Mount Rushmore corner in the history of the NFL? I'll say it. You don't have to say it. You, okay, you do your thing. Mount Rushmore corner in the history of the NFL. When you watch some of the games, do you have any idea whose fault it is whenever shit happens? Or is that something that only inside the team you think would know? Uh, yeah, I, yeah. Well, if you watch a game and you see you see the ref go like this here, <laughs> it's touchdown. Yeah, you 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 can kind of really if you look at the replay, you can kind of really see like the mistake or the error or miscommunication at times. And you know, obviously, that's for a DB coach. That's probably the worst feeling you can have walking off after the uh, field goal and. You know, you walk to the sideline and the DB coach is like, what happened? You know, and, you know, you, you got to have that type of communication of, well, you know, they were in a three by one set. And, you know, the third receiver, he did a shake route. Uh, he did an out and up a shake route in the middle of the field. And and, uh, you know, maybe the linebacker or safety bid on it and uh, he scored a touchdown. So, yeah, you, you those are those are the. You know, that's that's the inner workings of the games. But all you can can try to do is is, is make adjustments. But um, those are the, yeah, those are the plays where you know those are nightmares for you where you you think about them or you try to readjust them uh, in the future. When I said you were the Mount Rushmore corner in the history of the NFL, was that uncomfortable, awkward? Do you hate that conversation? Because I feel like, <laughs> and, and I'll dive into this. I'll dive into this a little bit. So. In the sports day-to-day, sports media world, okay, there's this conversation. Once you become, like, unbelievably good, and it's recognized that everybody thinks you're really good, then all anybody does is pick apart why you're not the greatest. So they stop complimenting people once you get really good, and it becomes why you're no longer the greatest and somebody else is the greatest. Your name gets caught up in that conversation all the time on the Internet. I don't know how tapped in you are about corners in the history of the game. Do you appreciate the fact that you're in that conversation, and is that something you take very personal if people say that you aren't because of how much you gave to the game and how much you were able to accomplish? Uh, uh, it's, you know, um, sometimes, you know, it's, it's like you a folklore or you're, it's like a myth because of the dirty work that you had to actually do to, to, to be successful. And, and, and I mean, at one point that was our DNA. I mean, everybody on Sunday knew that. And, and then at the time, fantasy football was actually, uh, coming into play. It just, it was just created in a sense. So, um, you know, I was kind of the, I don't know if you want to say the Dark Vader of <laughs> fantasy football where, you That's know, a great nickname. You know, Do you have that as a shirt? <laughs> Darth Vader? No, 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 I don't have it as a shirt. Not yet. I'm. I might make a shirt and send you one. Yeah, yeah, please do. Yeah, that's a great shirt. The Darth but, Vader of fantasy football. True. Darrell well, well, Reeves. Well, well, yeah, yeah, because, you know, a, a lot of fantasy football, you know, players would, um, you know, they would actually sit their receiver down during that week if, if they had to play against the Jets defense. So, um, you know, and, and then, you know, in the offseason when you go places, you would you would hear it like, 
I had to sit my receiver down and, you know, when we played you guys or whatever. And, uh, you know, at that time, I just think, you know, I, I, I kind of said the folk, folklore thing, but um, I, I was in the era where, you know, it was technology involved and there was a lot of um, there was a lot of uh, stats where, um, you know, you can really focus on DBs, uh, pass attempts. I mean, pass attempts are thrown to them much more. Uh, the quarterback ratings at the time, uh, which is still going on to this day. So, I mean, if, if you're ranking me uh, in a certain way, um, you know, I was kind of the, I, w- I was kind of the starting point of, of all of those kind of stats really showing up and arrest, uh, arrest with the other guys as well. And uh, you know, the, the, those, those things still, live on to this day. I know records are made to be, be broken and, and such. And uh, I think, you know, when you sometimes when you retire and you have to play back everything in life and you hear certain things that you have, you, you, you were so in tunnel vision, you, 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 mm-hmm. you hear some of the accolades. And, you know, I think there was a there's a fact that I was um, the, the greatest season for a cornerback of all time in 2009 and stuff. So once you start to hear these things, you 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 have a sense of pride and you you're proud of it. But you know the ultimate thing for me was was to to win championships. You know, I, I won a state championship in high school. Five tons to win one at. Hey, you, you had know. five tons in that thing, didn't you? Uh, yeah, still a record in. So, so it's. Is you know for me, I think you know the high school program I, I come from, Alaquipa High School, which uh, has Mike Dicka, which has Ty Law, who has Sean Gilbert. Uh, we have a lot of other players. I'm sorry if I'm missing anybody's name, um, but yeah, I mean there's there's a sense of pride even from my high school to to actually you know win championships, and I wanted to do it with the New York Jets as well. Um, I think that's why they, I believe they drafted me in the first round because. You know the winning attitude I would I would bring to the organization, and that's what it was really all about for me is just to win big. And I had an opportunity to win one with, with, with Tom Brady and the New York Patriots, Super Bowl Forty Nine, and um, that was that was a dream come true. You know, for me in a sense of just all the hard work and actually being a rival to him so many times and losing to him so many times. Yeah, yeah, we all it, did, it, pal. We all did. Yeah, we yeah all. It's, it's, so, it's so many nightmares. I still have some to this day. Like, ah, I missed, I missed the interception. It, I tipped it or, or, or whatever. But it's so hard to pick Tom Brady off. And and uh, I, I had so much fun, uh, you know, battling and trying to be two lions and trying to bring the best – out of each other uh, as best we could. So when you talk about the Mount Rushmore stuff, I mean, if, if people want to put me put me in that conversation, um, it's incredible. Um, it, if, if people have different opinions, they're entitled to their opinion. That's fine as well. I think, uh, you know, my resume speaks for itself in, in a sense. And um, I'm just really, I'm really proud for, for all experiences, everything I could, you know, possibly do when it was my time. You're an absolute legend, dude. Yeah, that was an awesome answer, by the way. One thing you know, that was a really. You do a lot of TV or no? Not really, not really, not really. Why you hate them? You hate them? They talk shit on you? (laughs) (laughs) No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what it sounds like. I think I'm just. I'm. I I don't know. You know, like I told you before, I'm kind of just decompressing. I think now I'm getting. I'm getting my my funk back. I'm getting my flow back and. 
Um, I don't know what, what the, the next chapters will be for me. I think there will be a lot of opportunities and options for me. So I just got to weigh them out and, and really, you know, I, I got to look. I just met Sir Charles Barkley the other day in the, in the airport. And uh, we exchanged numbers and everything. And the first question he asked was like, hey, do you play golf? And I'm like, yeah, I suck. You know, I'm we saying? all I do a little bit, but I suck. We all do, man. <laughs> I, I'm happy you got your funk back, dude. The sport is better. Okay, we'll be better for it. I love seeing ex-players because you're not the only one that leaves the game because most NFL guys, let alone Mount Rushmore guys, most NFL guys, whenever they leave the game, it's the first time where it wasn't their decision. It's the first time ever that maybe somebody said no more. It's the first time ever you're away from the game and everything. So a lot of guys go through that. I'm fucking pumped you're out of it. Hey, I'm pumped you're out of it, dude. This is good news for everybody. You deserve to be celebrated, though, too, for all your fucking work. Listen, I don't want to say this too much to you. Massive fan. I mean, you ran right fucking by me on the ESPYs (laughs) and on Thursday Night Football, but massive fan of your work, man. Because the amount of hard work that had to go into that. Everybody just sees the Darth Vader of fantasy football. Everybody just sees, oh, they're not going to throw the ball this way. But if you're off one of those plays where there isn't a plan, somebody's going to try to get something on Darrell Rivas, quarterback, wide receiver. So you just having to live up to your own hype every single week, the amount of work and stress. I'm happy you're going to be able to be celebrated, pal. Very happy for you, man. Uh, The boys have a couple questions for you. Is that okay? Yeah, sure, sure. Go ahead, Ty. Darrell, you mentioned kind of seeing the game change to a more offensive style during your career, and we see all these receivers come in now and it seems like have a 1,000-yard uh, seasons their rookie year. Do you think it's harder for cornerbacks to, to play now than it was maybe like 10 years ago? I think it's, I think it's more challenging, um, yes, for, for a secondary to, to play the position in the sense of, you know, uh, there's always rule changes. Uh, you know, the pass interference is, uh, even though, you know, I think a little bit on my way out, I was uh, uh, deciding to, to, to retire. Um, you know, there was always questions about, you know, the pass interference rules and um, how can we best play, uh, you know, receivers across the board. Um, so, you know, it's very tough. You know, they're very strict with certain certain things when it comes to the pass interference rule. But, um you know, you're, you're right. I mean, I, I mean, even of all of us on here, I think, you know, of us being fans of the sport, I think, you know, we watch Barry Sanders carry the ball, you know, 30, 40, 40 times a game. You, you've seen Jerome Bettis, you know, carry the ball 30, 40 times a game. And uh, the, the 10-year gap of that, of, of being now a passing league and, and, and guys, uh, you know, I tell you what, every team needs – depth in their secondary i mean you need six to seven uh, I mean, they're saying <clears throat> yeah you need it you need it you need you need a lot of depth i, I remember uh, even playing you know for the jets and, and under rex ryan and and um we stacked our our secondary we had at least about 13 14 guys within our uh, corners and safeties within our uh uh db room because and, and some of those guys played their role they played special teams as well but we 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 had packages on defense where we might have six or seven DBs actually on the football field. So um, this would this would give us a lot of ability to be able to blitz from either side of the field. We can disguise a lot of things on defense uh, and, uh, and just really go from there because it, we looked at it as, hey, we got guys that can lock down across the board, even our nickel back, even our dime back. We, we got guys that can lock, lock up. We had Jim Leonard, who's obviously the defensive coordinator, uh, at the University of Wisconsin. So he'll, he'll, I, I hope he becomes a head coach very soon. 
Uh, we had guys like Jim Leonard who, who uh, knew the defense in and out. Uh, we had great guys who just came with their hard hats on, and, and we were ready to lock up and play hard. And our front seven was was really great. We had David Harris. Um, we had some other guys, Calvin Pace. I'm, I, I don't. We had Bart Scott as well. Yeah. We once again, you're, that, you're gonna miss some that, guys, but you love everybody. You've said this before. You're, yeah. 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 <laughs> so, so, so overall, man, we we just we just looked at our defense and say we need at least about. We had about 14 guys in our in our DB uh, room. So, uh, and and it's you know in today's game, you need to stack your DB room uh, to because it's a passing league now. I mean, got you know quarterbacks are throwing 60, 70 times a game. Um, the, the the stats are nuts. Uh, you, you you see uh, David Carr in Oakland. I mean, he's throwing for four or five hundred yards. Uh, so, I mean, you you got to stack your DB room up. Las Vegas. They're going to be pissed you said that. <laughs> Las Vegas Raiders, they're going through a lot of shit right now. You sitting yeah. there in Oakland will be right at the top of the list. Uh, last question here. We can't thank you enough for your time. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Darrell, you mentioned you still have a lot of friends in the Jets building. Have they reached out to you to kind of mentor Sauce Gardner at all? Just because, you know, they took him at number four overall, and he's kind of a, he's a bigger corner, but obviously there's no one better to mentor him than you. Uh, yeah, we spoke. I spoke to Sauce uh, once he got settled. I think it was about a week later after he was drafted, uh, fourth overall. So, uh, yeah, we, we we have each other's number. Um, we just want to continue to, uh, you know, communicate as best we can. Um, there's a lot of uh, other DBs on the Jets, uh, in the Jets secondary, who's who's reach out, reached out as well. So, uh, you know, for me, it's, it's, it's really just kind of um, – I think this is a new phase for me. It's a new role for me as well. Is is I'm trying to, uh, you know, figure out um, maybe my next chapter in life and, and things that I'm doing. But uh, for the most part, yeah, we have a, you know, I think the the relationship is is, is going to begin. It's going to start and it's going to continue to build on the relationship. You see this, huh? I'm fuck. I'm ready to. You see that? I see. Huh? I see you. Yeah? You see my bail technique, too. I mean, that's the fucking game. That's the game. How much of your game, how much did you focus on jam? Was that massive on every single piece? Was that the biggest part? Did you train boxing in any of that? Did you do anything for your training that uh, we wouldn't expect? Uh, yeah, 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 uh, Pat. Uh, I've done a lot. Over my career, I've done a lot of uh, kickboxing. Um, I think that was probably the main thing was really kickboxing and hand placement. You know, as you're actually jamming, guys. Um, um, I tried to dapple in a little, little, little karate a little bit, um, but for the most part, I think kickboxing was kind of uh, my main priority and my main uh, gig in that sense of just really trying to hand placement. And uh, that was my that was my strength. You know, I think my weakness was playing off coverage, but um, you know, the insanity of us trying to trying to reach perfection is. I've worked on a, a lot of off-man coverage as well to where I can disguise in a lot of ways when I'm playing off. Um, it's probably too late for you to figure it out. It's probably third or fourth quarter, and it's probably too late. The game's probably all over. I probably, <laughs> I probably, I probably worn down your receiver so much <laughs> by playing press coverage that uh, it's too late to even figure out the tails. So, uh, yeah, I think my, 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 my strong point was, was, was playing press coverage press man coverage and really just getting in the receiver's face and really just challenging him uh, all the way throughout the game. Did you talk? Were you, did you talk at all? Or were you super quiet on Revis Island out there? 
Uh, I never really talked trash because you know you know why I I felt that it was too much uh, energy uh, to waste. I just it was too much at the time, and uh, if if someone started to jar with me or or, or, or talk trash to me, then trash talk to me, then I, I would speak up and, and say whatever I had to say. But for the most part, I kind of just really. I kind of just really focused on, um, you know, my technique and, and, and really, I mean, these guys are really, they're not easy to, they're not easy to cover. I mean, they're really not. I got to give them a lot of credit. I mean, we're backpedaling backwards sometimes and they're running full speed at you. 16, um, 17, 18 miles an hour. Yes, you're backpedaling. Yes. And that's just no. hysterical. <laughs> and then by the way, yeah. they can break off at any point and mm-hmm. you have to, are your feet fucked? Not, uh, not 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 really not really anything, you know what because I, anything <laughs> anything in the body i well you know my my lower body malfunctions all the time i tell you that <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't you know, operate how it's supposed to you huh? get you, you know you get you get charlie horses and you get things like that every once in a while but uh yeah you deal with that on the day-to-day sometimes so yeah <laughs> well thank you for your uh contribution to the game thank you for coming on here can't wait to see more of you hopefully around and uh you're the best man enjoy your tuesday oh thank you so much guys appreciate it ladies and gentlemen the founder of revis island Darrell Revis. we have a college football national champion a super bowl champion a Ryder cup champion a private plane survivor ladies and gentlemen covid survivor aj hawk aj revis absolute dog on the field I actually got to see uh, a little bit of that interview. Yeah, what an interesting dude, too. Like, I don't know him personally, but, yeah, I have a ton of respect for him, for sure. Yeah, he ran right by me and my teammates. At I think he did that to a lot of people. He's very good. Yeah, he, was, he had five touchdowns in his high school state championship right down there at uh, Heinz Field. Yeah. Five of them. I I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a good uh, – I'd say it's a good day to choose to score five touchdowns. I don't think it was abnormal. I no, that was probably, probably ha- average. Yeah, that was probably happening on a regular basis. Just a great athlete. Joining us, the complete opposite of that. A man yeah. who is an insider <laughs> about the athletes. <laughs> AJ, your haircut looks even better today. That's so yeah. rude. Right. That's so rude. Golfer, senior NFL insider for the league and NFL.com. Ladies and gentlemen, host a weekly wrap-up with Rap Sheet and Friends. Us being the friends, he being Rap Sheet, Ian Rappaport. Kind of got some ricochet shots and a burial there, but the second sounded great, so there ain't nothing you could do about it. You do not look that athletic. I might be wrong, though. Uh, you'd be wrong. Uh, I, got, I got great hands, nice soft hands, good for chipping, uh, good for catching a baseball and throwing. Uh, AJ you know, and I were about little... to ask. AJ and I were about to ask. I literally saw it come. Can you throw a ball and catch a ball? Can you throw a football and catch a football? I certainly can. I played uh, played three sports in high school. Whoa. Thank you very much. Slow down. Uh, three. Tried to play. Tried to play baseball at Columbia. Uh, was not good enough. Oh. Ended up as a lightweight rower for four years. Oh, it was yeah. also not very good, but oh, I did right. play. So that's, once that's again, my resume. It's a sport you, you can't. Can you throw and catch? Oh, I can throw and catch. I got some game. Okay. All right. Hey, listen. Athlete Ian yeah. Rappaport. Yeah. Uh, I can't. I can't kick a lot of things though. Well, everybody sucks at kicking, and then everybody says kicking's so easy. It's like, all right. Okay. Well, if it's so easy, then why do you suck at it? You can throw one. You can't kick it. Nonetheless, let's move on. Ian, this Aaron Donald deal, was it negotiated at Sean McVay's wedding? And what are the actual numbers for this? And tell us why the salary cap should be thought about at all with any decision that's made in the NFL at this point. All right. Let's start out with the when this deal was done. Um, Because I thought 
that, you know, I was, we were talking about me maybe coming on yesterday around 2.30 Eastern time. I was very happy about that because I thought that he was going to come in and sign around like 2.45 so we'd get it mid-show. Oh. And then it ended up being like 4.30 because he wanted to catch Always. a workout. So. off anyways. But, but anyway, it would, Always, I gotta yeah. go. Yeah, I would have dropped off. Yeah, sorry, I gotta put a tweet out. Yeah. No, then I would have come back. Then I would have come back. Well, we might well, have um, No, th- I'd say this was basically mostly done probably by Thursday or Friday. There were some things they were trying to figure out the last year, like what happens if he retires? How do you deal with the salary cap? How can you make it make sense for the Rams in the last year? So it wasn't totally done, but I would say by Thursday or Friday, I probably had a good sense this was happening. So when knowing that um, and, you know, they go to the wedding, all I can think about just selfishly, of course, is I hope it doesn't get out at the wedding because then I wouldn't get to break it. Um, And that would be very sad. What a scumbag. Um, But, you know, it didn't. So that was the win there. And then as far as the salary cap goes, it's fake. Say it. It's not it's not fake. Yeah, it is. But it seems like the Rams have done is they keep pushing it into the future. And it's. Eventually, they're going to have to pay. <laughs> is it? Win. Will win. they? Will they? Win. We don't know. Tell us. I mean, show me a blueprint keeps, of when it happened. Year. Thank everyone you. keeps telling me the same thing about the Saints, too. Now, for, I will say this about the Rams. To do what the Rams have done, which is to pay top dollar for your very, very best players, which is Matthew Stafford, which is Aaron Donald, Jaylen. Cooper Cup probably going to get a huge extension. Um, Jalen. Joe Noteboom's making $12 million. You have to hit on rookies and late-round draft picks, and they have crushed it. So they make it work by drafting late-round players fantastically. Not all teams do that. That's how they win. Ian, was there ever a doubt that Aaron Donald would retire and the the Rams wouldn't come to the table and give him what he wanted? Yes. Yes. And I feel like there was some yesterday, some thought yesterday of people being like, well, he was never going to retire, like, there were definitely moments covering this like pretty closely. I thought he was going to retire. There were definitely moments because he is a different dude. And like we've said before, like he has literally accomplished everything. So at 31, if he were to say, I'm good, you know, like he wanted to be paid top dollar, wanted a raise. If the Rams weren't going to do it, like I think he would have been okay retiring. And I think that was real. It didn't come to that, but I do think that was real. That's awesome. That's great leverage to have. Hey. I'm yeah. really comfortable. People call me the greatest football player on earth. Cool. I'm a Super Bowl champion. Cool. cool. Mm-hmm. You got a lot of money. Cool. I believe he's married to an agent or something like that. I think they are going to continue to have great success off the field. Cool. I'm good. You want me to come continue fight against two to three men every single Sunday for you? I'm going to need top dollar. And they were able to make it work. Why was he potentially going to retire? Because they didn't think they were going to be able to work it into the fake salary cap? <laughs> Um, Go on. No, because I think it took a while to – like this contract was really unprecedented. Like we'll talk about like new money and extensions based on how many dollars are in the future and what's guaranteed. This was no New Year's. So you literally cannot calculate the It was though. Didn't they just put voided years on the end? Yeah, those are fake. Those don't count. Those those are just salary just cap like fake. Salary Which is cap. what we yep. What are they? Go ahead. Say what you just said. Say they're, they're fake. Fake years for the salary cap. They count against the cap, but they're not actual money years. No. It's like remember when Taysom Hill got that huge contract and everybody lost their mind. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do. Four years, hundred and sixty million, or something like that. Yeah. 
That was those were voidable fake years. And by the way, like that the was last... back when you were reporting those numbers as the actual numbers. You remember uh, that? No, yeah. And then the Aaron Rodgers deal yeah. came, uh-huh. and it was like, no, no. Here's the actual deal. This well, is what we're actually talking about. This one is easy to figure out because there are no new years. It is just a raise. It's and 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 he had nobody five lost years their mind. left. Aaron Donald had five years left on his deal. He had he had three years left. It's a three year deal. But there's three years avoided money on the back end with a two year deal of guarantees. There's. Two years of voided money on the back end, which don't count. So basically what this deal is, it's two years for 65. God, what a great tweet that is. Two years. <laughs> a lot of words. A lot, a lot of, of words. words. You can get your lot to hit enter in that and start a new paragraph. Yeah, you and Pelissero both. Big on the paragraph breaks. Oh, yeah. Well, that's just um, word salad. Yeah. Look at that thing. It you think so? Huh? It is a lot of words. Now, I would say... Todd to, France got his love, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah. Todd France in there, you know what I shout mean? Out. Hey, shout out, Todd France. En Francais nice to Todd. Absolutely getting the deals done. But you're, <laughs> but it's all fake. Ian, we know it, you know it. Anyways, Ty, your question for Ian. Yeah, rap sheet. I don't Who know. Who refuses if... to say the <laughs> truth? It's all fake. You know it, we know it. Go ahead, Ty. Yeah, Sorry, it's all fake, guys. Uh, rap sheet, I don't know if you have any more information that, than we do with this, but like the Deshaun Watson situation, is that still kind of just like book closed on it? Or now that there are new accusations, like does that kind of just unwrap this whole thing again? Yeah, I don't think it's book closed. I, the way the NFL was viewing it was their investigation was coming to a close. Usually Deshaun Watson is the last, you know, usually the subject is the last person to get interviewed. So that happened. A two, it was either two or three weeks ago in Houston for several days. The NFL then, you know, obviously we have the two new lawsuits, 23 and 24. The NFL has remained in contact with him because what they do is they basically cross-check the information they have. Um, but the investigation wasn't closed. So, I mean, the NFL has looked into every lawsuit. They've looked into every allegation. They have talked to Deshaun Watson about every allegation and every question they have for him. So that is continuing now. So I don't believe it's over, and I don't believe any decision has been made. But, like, this is why there's no rush to do anything until you really have to in case something like this comes out and is new, is important, open your eyes to something in case you have to discuss it. Voided contract potential here from the Cleveland Browns and Deshaun Watson with his 24th uh, allegation, I guess, was how it would be described? I, I have not heard any discussion of of a voided contract at all. Have not heard that as part of the discussion. Connor, go ahead, pal. Yeah, rap sheet. Uh, Debo Samuel's reporting to Minicam, so can you confirm that for six weeks we talked about a story that was absolutely nothing? And when do you think we can expect a deal to get done between the Niners and him? I think the best case for the 49ers is that we all wasted a lot of time. But let me just add, for those people who may be listening to me right now who do operate a daily you know, internet and radio show, Debo Samuel was a pretty good dude for about six weeks. Debo Samuel was great for con- uh, conversation fodder. Yeah. But did Tori Dondi ever think a deal was going to get done here, or is this just a timing thing? I'd still like to see what ends up happening here, right? Like, they've been very clear about not wanting to trade him, and I believe that because rarely would you have a GM say, I would be dumb to trade him, I'm not trading him, and then actually do it, right? You have people talk around things, but that was pretty clear. Um, the 49ers have done a couple things. I know they've been talking to him the last couple of days, trying to get him to come in. So he comes into minicamp. He does not get fined $100,000, which is good because people don't like to get fined. Is there voids that come with the missing of the mandatory minicamp or just a $95,000 in fines? I saw that. 
uh, I believe due to failure to practice clause, the guaranteed money would be voided too. Yeah, so everybody but, keeps saying it's $95,000, but it's much more than that, right? I mean, it's much, much more right. than that for most contracts. Right, like, but for him, they're not going to cut him, so it doesn't matter. But yes, it does. For a lot of people, it would, it would change some things. But So what the 49ers, I think, have done is tried to say to him, we are not going to use you as a running back. They drafted a running back in the third round. They have a couple good players, running backs coming back from last year. I think they'd like to use him on the gadget plays, but not give it to him between the tackles 15 times. That is something that actually speaks maybe louder than a new contract. So what exactly does he want more? Does he want to be paid as a receiver, or does he want less carries and not to play running back? Both. Wants to be paid as a receiver, and he doesn't, you know, because, like, this contract is great, but he doesn't want it to be his only contract. I mean, we see what happens to running backs. Like, they get beat up. Beat up. And he doesn't. It's actually, like, really forward-thinking and smart. Like, it really is. I agree. I concur completely. But if they would pay for him to be a top-wide receiver and then sprinkle a little running back juice on there as well, I think all would be made well. Do you see a deal getting done here or no? I think it is. that's a no. Yep. They got a lot of work to do to get a deal. I think it is possible, but it's not one of those where I would say, God, it's going to get done. Just wait two or three. You know, like, I'm not. This is a really, it's a really, really hard one. Who's in that world? Tyler? I think, yeah. I mean, quarterback contracts generally get done, and they've been very clear about it, including on your show, I believe, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, So that is one, I think. And there's, you know, a couple other really good players that, like, we talked about it, like Cooper Cup probably eventually gets a deal. Metcalf. You know, there's a couple other really good ones. Quentin um, Nelson. Quentin Nelson. Mm-hmm. DK Metcalf. Terry McLaurin. Yeah. Baker. Terry, McLaurin. Baker. Terry, Terry McLaurin's talking. Jimmy G. Baker. Jimmy G. Well, who knows? Yeah. Whoa. He was, a, no, I, he was excused from mandatory minicamp. Is that because they, they're done with him? Is that it? Huh? Don't even. No, don't even it's want just it to be, We don't want anybody to even think yeah. that this isn't Trey Lance's team. Is that what it is? No, I think it's just that. There's a couple of reasons. One, I don't know how much he was going to do anyway. Like he's still rehabbing from the oh, like the shoulder. So like, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, no, all parties involved think it's best. There's not even a reason you should be here. Yeah, yeah because if they don't have for, doctors and trainers and physical therapists at the Niners, which it sounds like they don't, him getting his rehab for his shoulder elsewhere probably the right move, anyways, right? Well, he, I think he went his own route on the uh, on the rehab, and I think he's seeing his own people. So. But it, to have him stand out there and then everyone ask him questions, like, it's it's a weird situation. I know they'd still like to trade him. I know he'd still probably, I imagine, would like to be a starting quarterback somewhere and not have to fight for his job. Um, it's just better to stay away until they figure this thing out. Trey Lance is the guy, right? 100% now? This is a clear sign of that? I might be crazy. So, I might be crazy, but I'm. I still think there is a chance. Let's say Garoppolo gets cleared not in mid, you know, not in like two weeks, but in early August. What if he comes to camp and is the better quarterback in training camp? They have to start. So I just, I'm still keeping this open because if they can't trade him, he did lead them to the playoffs last year. Right? NFC Championship, NFC Championship. I remember watching. Super Bowl. I mean, that motherfucker's been there. Yeah. So there's no crime in having a developing really talented quarterback just wait a little bit longer like but man for minicamp you would think you would have the person back in the room i mean it's just it's not just it's gonna stand there anyway oh so mandatory minicamp means nothing okay so don't report about people missing any of this stuff then please 
Well, you got to understand, we got nothing to do in. Oh, oh, there it is. Course. Here we go. Journalism, go ahead, Tom. Hey, not so much a question, but more of a request. Uh, we have an idea in this offense that Broncos country, let's, let's ride, ride. Was, was probably a team three in a Russ uh, baby. Creation. Creation. Uh, can you find out if that was a Russ creation or a Broncos creation for us? Uh, I will. I will definitely find out. I've actually wondered the same. Um, I've been. Um, you were such I have a, a lot of questions. Hey, you're Can an I asshole, you? just like us. That's what it sounds like. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's what it means. No, I I meant it in the nice way. So did we? Yeah. But just us even thinking that, like, oh, did Russ create that or did the Broncos create that? We're assholes immediately, and I don't does like. Does he have any? Hey, does he have any contacts inside uh, Team Three? Uh. I've, I have contacts in multiple places. Wow! I, I think I can figure this out. He's penetrated. I, 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 was, I was on. I was on the same page with you guys, though, when it came to the uh, the social media post. They do such a good job in Denver, and I was like, oh, Dude. no, 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 no. Oh, yeah, they won a Webby. That matters. I forgot about that. That's right. <laughs> they do. They do great work over there. And a lot of the social media teams do great work. But also, let's look out for the players mm-hmm. a little bit. Let's try yeah. not to make the players look terrible. How about your uh, the NFL, the actual NFL social media at the rookie NFL thing that these guys are forced to go to, probably don't get paid <laughs> at all, but they're doing whatever they can mm-hmm. for the NFL. And then somebody says, hey, I'm with the NFL's uh, Instagram here. I'm going to take a photo of you. And then they do a video instead. And then they put on top of it, I just wanted to see how long they'd stand there. Fucking forever. You're the NFL. That's what they would do. You know, maybe you can kind of run that up the uh, totem pole as well. That'd be great. Uh, I'll talk to my people. Uh, that seems like a funny internet gag. Oh, no, yeah. 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 Of the players. Oh, wow. What about the players, though? I will, I'll, I'll tell them to Figure be funnier. If that helps. No, no, they're great. Everybody does great work, but there are definitely misses where it seems like they're just saying, oh, fuck the players. We're just making a piece of content. The players are the content. Let's remember that, okay? You don't have to bury people to have good content. I believe that is something we approve, except for when this guy comes on and fucking lies to us. Yeah. Me? Or are you talking to someone to your left? Well, actually... These guys, sorry about it. Anyways, uh, you're, oh, the, yeah, there you go. you're the best, man. We appreciate the hell out of you. Great seeing you again. Great seeing you. I'm going to uh, get back to work today. That's right. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We see that putter right behind you just waiting to knock in some. My, I have actually been practicing putting a lot, and it has helped literally zero. I'm yeah, hopeful. I'm learning that as well. Ladies and gentlemen, Ian Rappaport. Yeah. Thank, you. Thank you, Rap Sheet. And we're going right into Albert Breer, Sports Illustrated what? now. So, like, yeah. this is a real show. This yeah. is a real show it's we're crazy. doing. Try to get out there. I love talking to Ian because he tries not to give away what he knows in some of yeah. his answers, but he can't help himself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, AJ? Yeah, and he obviously feels very good about breaking news via Twitter. So he wants to make sure he doesn't break anything on here. By the way, make sure you follow him at Rap Sheet. Rap Sheet Comedy. Yeah. Yes. And him saying that about Jimmy G makes me think like, oh, okay, so the Niners aren't completely sold on Trey Lance if that's what they're thinking still. No, he's wrong. He's wrong. Like they would be he would be at the mandatory minicamp if there was any thought of him playing for them this year. I don't know. Joining us now. The author of the Monday Morning Quarterback of Sports Illustrated, an absolute stud, formerly of the Boston Globe. Whoa. Did not know that. Ladies and gentlemen, Albert Breer. Yeah. yeah. What's up, man? Hey, guys. What's up? Are you a masshole? I didn't know that. I am. Yeah. Yeah, Shit. I am. I am. I'm also a Buckeye. AJ knows that. I got a member of his recruiting class on my wall behind me, actually. Who's that? Maurice. It's uh, Mo Claret. Oh, I fucking it, love AJ, right? Maurice Claret. Oh, love oh, yeah. that guy. Freshman year right there for him. National That's title, right? Yeah. right? Yeah. Congrats. You recognize that picture. Yes, you guys. 
Good job, AJ. Anyways, you're a mass hole and an Ohioan. I couldn't even fathom what this conversation is going to look like. This might be the most toxic thing of all time. I can't wait to dive into it. Albert, we were just chatting there, uh, you know, with Ian. And Ian comes on our show a lot. We're very thankful for it. And he's an insider. That's his job. Boom. He's trying to get news, trying to break news. He's got two phones. He never stops. He likes Pez dispensers mm -hmm. and Harry Potter. Sure. But most importantly, he likes a good scoop. Okay, that's what Ian Rappaport's into. For you, are you doing the same game? You just wait like an entire week for that Monday morning quarterback? How does your yeah. whole thing go? It's a little different. I mean, I would say it's a little bit more, um, you know, like I would say depth, like with what I do. Um, like, so for example, like the Russell Wilson trade, um, Ian's like fighting like hell to get the scoop there and to be the first one to put it out that he's going to the Broncos. I am like basically working the whole time on background to make sure I can tell everybody exactly how it happened. Okay. And I have to be ready for it to happen ahead of time. That's where me and Ian's jobs are alike. Um, I have to be ready for it to happen ahead of time so I can sound informed when I'm talking about it before it happens. So I'd say like our jobs are, I mean, Ian used to work together too. So, uh, you hate him? You hate Ian? You hate Ian? <laughs> uh, the short guy? How can you hate the short guy? Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Okay, everybody seems like Ian. I didn't know he was that short though. Noticeably short, huh? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Like, you guys didn't know this? Oh, this guy, yeah. No, they, they treat him a little differently on NFL Network they than do. they do yeah, others. They do. Oh, yeah, he's sitting in the chair. One of the times, yeah. he and I, like when he and I did TV <laughs> together, this isn't even a lie. He had to stand on a box. Oh, oh, oh no. I'm not kidding. That's just because you're so tall, Albert. Yeah. Ian's our guy. Look, I'm we, average height. I'm not that tall. Oh, even more. That's Masshole, Ohio. And AJ, your question? Albert, what are you uh, what are you working on right now to to explain to us what may happen? Like the next big breaking story, are you do you know what's going on with Baker? Do you know what's going on with possibly with Deshaun Watson? Like what's happening out there? Yeah, I mean, I think the Deshaun thing sort of like it's dominating a lot of the conversation. I would say that I'm having, and I I think no one really knows what the number of games is going to be, and I, I think the you know what happened over the course of the last week that's interesting. Like you know, like the 24th case. I, the 24th case wasn't as expected, I, I think, as the 23rd. Um, and I, I think that there's an important nuance in the way these things have happened in that um, I think there was an expectation from the league, from the Browns, that the 23rd lawsuit could come. I think this latest one is at least a little bit of a surprise to the league. I'm not sure that Deshaun told the Browns. And I think there's going to be some questions about, you know, how upfront Deshaun was, and I don't know whether he was completely upfront or he hid up, hid you know, hid the fact that this incident happened at all. But I think that that's a, a pretty big thing. And then, I mean, I think Kyler's contract, Lamar's contract, those are big ones to follow. Um, I don't think Russell Wilson gets done till next year. Um, you know, and then I think, of course, like Debo Samuel, Nick Bosa, like some of the things going on in San Francisco, and of course, you know, with Baker too. Um, you know, like. The quarterback trade market should be interesting, I'd say, once we get past the offseason program. So are you just on the phones all day? And who's giving – Is are people giving you thoughts on other situations from what they've heard? Or how do you – and how do you get these relationships with people to be like, yeah, Albert Breer was going to be the guy that we get into because – that's all this game is, right? I mean, the right. re relationship game is the game, right, at this point? I, yeah, I would say, like, I build the relationships the same way I build my personal relationships. And, I mean, 
that means you know being in Indianapolis up till four in the morning sometimes. Oh, it means whoa. traveling Bozy. around Bozy. Um, Bozy. from Bozy. camp to Bozy. camp, like in the summer. It means being at owners' meetings. It just means you're building relationships the same way you would build relationships and having running conversations with people the same way you would have running conversations with people in your personal life. And I like, I'll put it this way to you. Like I said this to a couple of college kids yesterday. Um, if you go to somebody you haven't talked to in two years and ask them for something, even if you know them, they're probably not going to give you anything, right? Like they're probably going to be like, why is this guy hitting me up now? I'd say. But if you've had a running conversation with somebody or you've already established that relationship, then they're more willing, they're gonna be more willing to help you in those sorts of situations. So that's the way I've always done it. Like I, I build the relationships the same way I would build, build relationships in my personal life. And a lot of times, I mean, hey, who are the guys you trust most from high school and college? They're the guys who saw you face down in a ditch, right? Like, so sometimes <laughs> that yeah. sort of thing yeah. can what? play into it too. Oh, respect, okay, you know, you've, hey, I've seen, you know, you know what we know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kendall Roy. That's ah, right. Bingo. Roy, yeah. L to the OG, <laughs> has seen Kendall. Yeah. Oh, I got into succession, Albert. I know you don't have enough time covering the NFL. Whoa, what a show. So many references. The guy I went to high school with is one of the stars of succession, Jeremy Strong. That's Kendall. That's Kendall. That's Kendall, yeah. You yep. went to high school with that guy? He's a mascot? Yep. yep. Him and Chris Evans. Him and Captain America. Oh, what high school did you go to? One was a year. So... Yeah, Jeremy's a year older than me, and uh, Chris Evans is a year younger than me. Hey, they're saying the same thing, by the way, that you're saying right uh-huh. now. They're saying, hey, Albert Breer. Chris Evans. I wish. What's I'll trade paychecks with them. <laughs> hey, what's the high school? Lincoln Sudbury, outside of Boston. Oh. It's a public high school, too. It's not a private high school. Oh, respect, because uh, who was on here that had cookies at 9 a.m.? Uh, that Field would be Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt, yeah. He was up in there. That was an interesting... Belmont Hill. I mean, it made sense, but it was certainly a... I didn't know people actually were doing that. We were fighting for Mexican pizzas on Wednesdays. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 50 cents cool, extra man. stuff on it. Absolutely, dude. Um, <laughs> so, Peter King, did I get this right? Peter King left Monday Morning Quarterback... Handed it yep. to you. You were chosen by him, by Sports Illustrated, and then now he's your number one competition. You two are basically doing the same thing every single week. Now, right. you're both so talented, so I think every, you probably share the demo. I would assume the demo is the exact same reading both. I'm not 100% sure. You probably have some uh, Breer Maniacs, and he's probably got some PK fanatics fanatics sure. people or whatever that are going there but we both we all read both of them do you two communicate with each other how's the friendship yeah. with you guys and how did that whole well, transition go i don't know well wait a minute I, I don't know if it's like this for you guys but i like think like the people who hate you follow you closer than the people who like you that's the way it is for you guys too right yeah a lot a lot yeah i mean that's the only reason why this thing has success yeah they're all over <laughs> like the people who hate me like seem to know everything that i've ever said or written or anything else yeah peter um so Peter actually hired me. Um, Peter was the one who recruited me from NFL Network um, in 16 and, and wound up hiring me. And, and he and I had talked about the idea of like his Succession. contract being up in two years and what he handed off to me. And it wasn't like promised at the time, but it was sort of understood that if I did a good job, that I'd be in position for that. And, um, you know, what I didn't know was that I would be in direct competition with him, <laughs> which has been interesting. Uh, but I'm great friends with Peter. He's been awesome to me. And he's been awesome to so many young people in our business. Um, and I would say, like, I am so much better for, like, having to compete with him every week. Like, I have to be on my toes every single week because I know he's going to have something good. And, like, it's like anything else. Like, competition always makes you better. 
Hey, what venue uh, do you get the most information, like combine, pro days, senior bowl? Where do you think you can get the most work done in your, your field of work? I would say combine's good um, because combine, you just have more casual conversations with people. And, um, you know, like so much business gets done there. Like, I don't know people. I mean, I'm sure you guys know this, but I don't know how much the general public knows that. So such a small percentage of like what's happening at the combine is actually like guys running 40s and doing the (laughs) vertical jump and all that different stuff. Like there's a ton of stuff to set up the NFL offseason that goes on there. And, you know, it's also the place where you're going to have off record conversations with people that will help you sort of understand the way things are going to go in the weeks to come. So Combine's good just because it's the one event where everybody's in one place. Like owners meetings, it's like even the big owners meeting that meeting, that's only head coaches and general managers. The Combine's the one where every assistant coach is there, every scout's there. And you're going to have conversations with these guys at 10 in the morning. You're going to have conversations with these guys at one in the morning. And so like you're able to kind of, I guess, like sort of build an understanding for where the league is going. And that's also like where you build your relationships. So when you're texting with somebody two weeks later, they know who you are. You know what I mean? Like and it takes years and years and years to get people to trust you. And the combine's like one of the places where that trust is built. Well, we're happy it happens in this city. Here, don't oh yeah! Hell hey, yeah. shout out yeah. Indianapolis. Hey, keep it in Indy. I'm all for it. I'm 100. I, I I'm 100 percent behind you guys on that. Screw Dallas. Screw LA. Keep it in Indianapolis. Hell yeah! Hey, say it louder for the people. Yeah. Why don't you write that? Screw down? LA. Screw Dallas. <laughs> keep it in Indy. Okay. Well, I just need you to get to the. Uh, yeah. Monday morning. Don't yeah. forget to remind folks every Monday if you have to. Please. Maybe second Monday of each month. You do what you got to do and remind I them. I heard Indy's stepping up, too. They're going to close South Street for the uh, combine. Whoa. Yeah, we heard that. We looked at that. South Street's not the right one. I think Georgia, Georgia. Street's the right street to shut so, down. So, wait. Is, which, one's this, which one's the street that they had the um, – was it like the where you could do like the – Whatever that thing is, where you fly, like you, the zip you fly line? the zip line. The, yeah, they had the, the giant zip line during Super Bowl week. What was that? What street was that? So it was, there was a bunch of it. Was like Illinois, Georgia, and South. Everything was shut down for the Super Bowl. Basically, that entire block was shut down that everybody walks from. But yeah. Georgia Street's the one that has that incredible statue of the guy of the legs. That's right, yep. John Wood. Of uh, the legs, and mm-hmm. then it goes right to the convention center, and there's bars on there. Like that's the one I think that is. But South Street, they're going to make awesome. Hey, they'll make it awesome. Yeah, it'll yeah. be fun. It'll be great. They want fans to go to that thing? Is that what they're looking for you there? That's what they're looking to do, yeah. I mean, like, the whole thing is about getting better fan engagement and turning it into more of an event, which is, like, everything. You know, it's, like, the same thing as the draft. That's the idea, is to make it more of a fan event. And that's why they've been Ruined. fighting to put more fans in the stands, because they want people to travel in from other places. And the other way you get people to travel in from other places is to put more events around the actual event. So, how are you going to have those conversations, though, Albert? Sorry to cut you off. If all those, if these fans start coming out to these steakhouses mm-hmm. where all this work gets done, these coaches and GMs might not feel as comfortable. Though. Well, that's why I get so pissed off, bolt. AJ. When yeah, people, you know what? That's why I get so pissed <laughs> off when people like write about where these things are happening because when people write about these things that are happening, Shrek, right? Like, it's like, oh, I saw so and so and so and so and so and so Steakhouse yeah. X. Like then those guys are going to stop going there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, Shrek's at a meeting at seven oh five p.m. with a GM mm-hmm. at Tony's brand <laughs> yeah. new steak place down here. He told us that on the air, and then he did follow up with a text like, "Shouldn't have said exactly where I was." <laughs> yeah. but probably not. I guess there's people that are showing up out here. It's like, yeah, that's just, just. I mean, that's the key. Do not say where these people are going because they will stop going there if you make it public. Especially if you've got every 
Tom, Dick, and Harry from across the Midwest driving into Indy. <laughs> Love, I haven't heard that in a long time. Go ahead, Todd. <laughs> Albert, you mentioned your relationship with Peter King. Do you ever, like, do you have to communicate with him about what you guys are writing about, especially if you worked under him? I'm assuming you have similar sources or some people that you are mutual acquaintances. Like, do you ever worry about, like, oh, shit, we're going to end up writing the same stuff on Monday? No, because, I mean, like, we're sort of in direct competition with each other, and there's going to be times when it's, like, inevitable that that's going to happen. You know, like, when... When something big happens in the league, whether it's a trade or, you know, even like during the season, like, you know, something wild happens in a game at four o'clock. Like, like, I know it's my job to do it better than he's doing it that day. That's all, you know, and and we like we'll talk on the back end, you know, about stuff because I like I have a full understanding now of like how hard it is to to do what he's done. And I'm still astounded that he's still doing it into his 60s, like the ability to stay up all night on Sunday nights um, during the season and have the stamina to do that like like for 25 years is freaking incredible. So we don't like it's not like we plan anything out, um, but like on the back end, like if he has something good, I'll I'll, I'll shoot him a text and say good job on this. And, um, you know, same 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 thing if I if I do something that that, that he likes. So I would say it's like more just you know acknowledging when somebody else did a good job on the back end which like i I think it's a healthy competition because you know i want to rip his face off when we're in it and he wants to rip my face off when we're in it but we've been able to maintain a good relationship you know regardless of all that well you trying to rip his face off and you read it and you say hey pk still got the fastball that sounds (laughs) weird saying hearing that from a reporter too doesn't it yes probably yeah because you guys are doing this i'm not actually ripping anybody's face off we know yeah this is a problem with society today though a lot of people saying stuff and then it not being the same as what they meant you know what i mean yeah, hopefully I don't get canceled for that comment. No, well, PK might show up and try to rip your yeah. actual face off. Then. What are you going to do? You're just going to sit there and have to take it. He's got know? old man strength. So you're up all night, huh? On Sunday, you're not sleeping. That's a terrible night for you. Like, uh, is it st- in the off yeah. season? When do you well, have during, that thing during, done? No, during the season. No, I mean in the off season, it's not like that. But uh, but during the season, that's sort of inevitable because, like that column, like it's. Eight, nine, ten thousand words, and I really go into Sunday with without a lot of it done because all anybody wants to hear about on Monday morning is what's happened in the games, and so I've got to sort of adjust as I go and lean on my connections as I go, and so you know you get out of the one o'clock games and you think this is the big story, and it's like okay I'll start working on this, and then something crazier happens at four o'clock or something really wild happens at eight o'clock, and you got to adjust, and so that's why you know pretty much every week you wind up staying up till four or five in the morning. And that's challenging, um, especially when you got young kids. But uh, like I've sort of like taught myself like to go on like two or three hours sleep on Monday and then Catch like up. just kind of get myself through the day, get myself through the Monday night game. And then when I wake up Tuesday morning, I'm sort of reset. All the way back. I think I learned on home improvement. You can't make up for sleep loss the day before. Nope. Mm-hmm. You can't make it. There's no such thing as makeup. You might be more tired, but you ain't going back to a hundo, even though your whoop says it. No, you aren't. Um, I mean, I go, like, I'll try. You try. Like, like, I'll go for a run to try to, like, get the blood flowing, but nothing really. I mean, that'll even, that might work for, like, an hour. And then you sit down and it's like, oh, I'm still Exhausted. you know, dog ass tired. Yeah. So. Eight to nine thousand words. You said how many scrolls is that? Who's reading that too? Is too it- many scrolls. Well, you know what I try to do though? Like I know no I know like not as many people are reading the whole thing. Okay. So give- you do know do you know that though, that people are taking No, I know that. Yeah. And like I try to give everybody something. Like so 
you know, especially during the season, I'm trying to hit every game. Like I'm trying to have something on every game in there that's unique and different. And like, and I know like, and we know this from the numbers and this goes back to when Peter was there and they studied the analytics on, 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 on how his column was consumed. Like a lot of the times it's like people will scroll down. They just want the notes, you know, if it's not, if the lead isn't about their team. Um, but the idea is to kind of like give an overarching view of the league and like a 30,000 foot view of the league, whether it's in season or out of season. And so, yeah, you're a you know, national like this, local writer. Huh? You're a national local writer. You have to write about every fucking team in a local fashion. A little bit. Yeah. Well, you gotta just understand what people care about too. I'd say that's the biggest thing. Like I'm trying to. Like, so, like, this week I did car- – like, so sometimes, like, the stuff gets served up to you and it's like, all right, this is the biggest story of the week. Like, I mentioned the, the Russell Wilson trade. Like, that was obvious. Like, that week, that's what that was going to be. Coming out of the draft, like, I picked the Eagles as I thought the most interesting team I led with the Eagles. There are other weeks where you just got to kind of, like, think of something, like, what's going to interest everybody? So, like, this week I did Carson Wentz. Like, so, like, that was, like, sort of more – I think this is sort of an interesting story because this is a guy who was a high draft pick has three fan bases that would have interest in this and it's a quarterback, you know? So like you sort of have to, I guess with the big, big parts of it, like be like, what's the most, what's the highest percentage of people going to care about? And then after that, yeah, you have to kind of have an idea of what like each fan base might want to read about. And you want to try to engage every one of them at least every few weeks because you don't want to like, like I don't want to like lose Jacksonville. You know what I mean? Cause I didn't say something about them four weeks in a row. Oh, so that's sort of the way that you look at it you or try to look. Yeah. You, they, they were dressing up like clowns going to the games. Now <laughs> they beat that quarterback that you're talking about and they and knocked the Colts out of the playoffs. sounds like Ron Rivera loves Carson Wentz follow up. Thank you for putting us in that, you know, our, Let's Ride video was in there. That's why I really... That was fantastic, by the way. Thank you. We appreciate that. That's what we uh, do over here. Art. You know what I mean? <laughs> we do real art I think I put you guys in there a few times. I always, che- I always check the feed when I'm doing that, like, best <laughs> of the internet section. Well, we appreciate that, man. Nice. Thank you so much. Go ahead, AJ. Albert, what's, like, your, your go-to or your fallback team or oh. group of players you can write about if you don't have anything that Cowboys? you know people hate? This is always going to be good. Oh, uh, the Cowboys, yeah. Like the Cowboys, I would say I definitely. They're the ones that move the needle. Is that all because like, of Jerry? Everybody, Jerry why is that? I mean, like, well, everybody why? bitches about it, right? Like everybody bitches about it. Like, why are you hammering the Cowboys? And then you know what happens? They turn on the TV. They click the store. Click on the story. They click on the thing on social media that says Cowboys on it. I, like it is. Humans are the worst. Uh, <laughs> it's true. Humans it's true. Worst. We do it. I mean, we yeah, oh, yeah. we were actually told, hey, you talk bam, yeah, I, I, talk Cowboys, this. That's what we were told by somebody one time. It was like, well, we're not going to do that. And then when you talk about Cowboys, you look at the numbers, it's like, well, there's a reason that there is a form. The, not, the Cowboys do numbers. And it's the, well, we go back to the beginning. You said the people that hate you the most seem to watch the most stuff. It feels like that is the Cowboys yeah. almost MO at this point. Yeah, like, like, they're, like, like they're clicking on the story so they can bitch on the back end about you having done the story. <laughs> <laughs> How are the I mean? comments? You read the comments? I, oh, I haven't read, I haven't read comments. Now, on, on Twitter, it's hard to avoid it. So I will admit this. Sometimes I'll scroll through the comments on Twitter. Off a story? Like, I don't think I've read the comments in, like, 15 years. Smart. Like, I stopped yeah. doing that a long time Smart, ago. you're a veteran in the game. PK gave you the game. Go ahead, Connor. <laughs> yeah, Al, a lot he of did. people out of New England are saying uh, Patricia's the OC. Is that just something that, you know, is going to start that way? And then Judge will probably take the reins one week? Or what are you hearing? You know, what's so interesting about this is, like, that 
I think a lot of it like is based on Bill wanting to create continuity back into the building. They've lost so many people the last five or six years. And so like, for example, like Elliot Wolf is like their number two in personnel. Right. And he got two GM interviews, um, this off season. He's, he's been the number two in three different places. And yet like this, you know, the, the scout Matt grow becomes the replacement for Dave Ziegler. And the same thing sort of happened on offense where, I think the reason why Bill didn't go for the obvious choice here and Bill O'Brien was that he was afraid if he brought Bill O'Brien back from Alabama, he would lose him in a year. Like if Bill O'Brien knocked it out of the park with Mac, then all right, like now we're going to lose him. We're going to be right back to square one. Is that the right way to do hiring? I would argue maybe not, but like <laughs> they are rebuilding the offense behind Matt Patricia, who's working with the offensive line and is the de facto for now run game coordinator. And Joe Judge, who's co- coaching the quarterbacks and is the de facto pass game coordinator. And I think those guys are being forthright when they say, like, a decision really hasn't been made on who's going to be the play caller. I wouldn't rule out Bill being the play caller either if he doesn't think that things are where they need to be in August. I would love that uh, meeting. Bring in Joe and Matt. Sit them down. I was hoping one of you would pull away from the other person, but you both fucking stink just like you did. <laughs> <laughs> I'll call you. Or Pat, they could do Thunderdome in, in, in training camp. If hey, we like good Thunderdome conversation. Yeah. How many camps will you travel to, Albert? Last year, I think I did 25. Ooh. Something like that. Bus? Yeah. You're on a bus? RV? What are you doing? I do. I So I, I like driving through the Midwest. Um, so yeah. like. You know, because like, like, there's a obviously I went to school out there and everything else. So like, I'll I'll usually fly into a Midwest city, um, either on the east side or the west side. So I may fly into Cleveland and then drive west, or fly into like Minneapolis and drive east. And so like, I'll do a drive across the Midwest. Um, you know, I'll do L.A. because there are three teams there with the Cowboys there. Um, you know, and then generally I'll do something on the east coast. So I drive as much as like I actually like driving. Like I don't like, oh, yeah. especially with the way airports are now. Like, I would rather be able to, like, control my schedule that way where I can leave when I want to leave. And if somebody wants to meet with me later in the day, I can do that. I can accommodate them. So I actually like to drive as much of it as I can. But what are airports like nowadays? What are are airports like nowadays, Albert? God awful. (laughs) Yep. I haven't been in one. I mean, I paid I paid nine hundred bucks to fly to the owners meetings in Atlanta from Boston. Uh, last or a couple weeks ago. I mean, like, and the way that they're canceling flights now, too. You oh, guys been through this? Yeah. It's so bad. Yeah, yeah. It is so bad. So we went on vacation in March, right? And they have like every every day they got three flights from Boston to Palm Beach, and Whoa. so we buy the flights, whatever, a couple months ahead of time. Me and my What's wife and my there? three kids are flying down to Florida, and they canceled the other two flights. And just put us on like the 8 p.m., which you can't do with little kids, you know? So now all of a sudden, this flight we booked two months in advance, you got to fly through New York to get to to Palm. So it's just all this stuff is like, it's a disaster flying right now. Nowadays, yeah. Absolute disaster. I thought you were mad about the mask, potentially. (laughs) I thought it was the mask. Oh, no, 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 no. No, it's gone now, right? Yeah, it's done. done. How was your travel? I mean, it's over now. Yeah, you don't need to wear a mask anymore. So we're good. We say it, Albert. Do we, what? You say it, not me. I'm not saying three words. I said what? You kind of just said it. Just say it outright. Three words. We don't have to wear a mask anymore? That's a lot That's of words. Lot of That's too many words. That wasn't three. What is that? I mean, eight to 9,000 words. You yeah. think you understand how to count. Three <laughs> words. Right. What you were just kind of implying towards right there. Mm-hmm. We 
Then the second word, if you don't lose, what do you do? You We're good now? Okay. Good! I mean, I'm not like, I, like honestly, like through the whole thing, I was more of a, whatever you tell me to do, I'll do it. Like I don't like. I somebody asked me a couple of weeks ago, like, am I still wearing them on planes? And I said no. And I'm like, but I don't really have like a strong opinion either way. Like whatever they tell me to do, I'll do. Yeah. So what we wanted you to say was we beat COVID. <laughs> Because it sounds like it sounds like that's what you were. What like USA one COVID zero? Yeah. I yes. think the world at this point we should we should view this as a world fight because now not every yeah. I guess country is all the way back and people will still pass away from this and that is a terrible thing. But that was a long fight. It was a long. It fight. was yeah. That, that was a long fight and I feel like since we're on the other side of it. Nah, listen, wow. I understand it's going to be around and it did a lot of terror. It was terrible. It was the worst thing that I've. Ever experience? I assume I don't know if anybody will ever be able to. For the rest of my life, I have no idea if anything will be able to be comparable to what COVID shut down the whole world. No yeah. sports, no live, nothing. The entire world. Uh, you talking about just in uh, Indiana or Pittsburgh? No, no, no. The entire fucking globe had nothing to do. There was nothing. Yeah, to and here I am bitching about having to fly with a connection. Well, well, those are the words. on the hey. other side of it, though, there's a lot of problems here. Supply chain, obviously working and yeah. how everything goes. I mean, it, sh it has rattled the entire world, but it feels like. Go ahead. We're back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we all we'll take yeah. it. <laughs> we will take all it. All right. But it doesn't we be covered, so we should be celebrating. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And if I see, if I hear about new regulations and protocols, I'm like, what do they know that we don't know? Because if we're getting back into this, I'd like to know because I'd like to not die. You know, that'd be something that'd be pretty cool. I'd like to continue to live, beat COVID throughout the last two years. Would like to continue to do so, but. It's great to hear that he, he, you agree. We did beat COVID. Go yeah, ahead, Connor. Uh, I actually Oh, no, no. Story. Sorry. Tone digs. Go ahead, pal. Yeah, Albert, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like you did a uh, kind of a piece on Colbert uh, after the last, his final draft, and then I've seen you do some stuff on Omar Khan. Um, do you think Deontay Johnson and Minka Fitzpatrick both get contracts before the season, or do you think one of them maybe? How do you feel? What's your read on Omar Khan as a new GM? You know, I think Omar is going to be – somebody who will delegate and understands the big picture and like he's been involved in every facet of the organization like he's been you know working with own with the owner um and at the ownership level on certain things um so i think he's got like a really solid understanding of the way that everything works and a solid understanding that like mike tomlin's got to be the guy out front which is like one of kevin colbert's biggest strengths it's going to look different because omar isn't a scout the way that you know, Kevin came up as a scout, but that's why they hired Andy Weidel. Mm -hmm. um, as far as like Minka and Deontay, I would be Deontay probably not, just because I think the receiver market has gone crazy. I think they're going to try with Minka. It, it feels to me like Minka's maybe a little bit more realistic because the safety, the price of safeties, is still like in that fifteen sixteen range where you have like Christian Kirk getting eighteen million a year. If you're Deontay Johnson, is a smart move for you to take a little bit less to stay in Pittsburgh, or is it to try and have a great year and then take your chances in free agency next year? Like my guess would be the equation for Deontay Johnson might be a little bit different than it is for Minka. Albert, we appreciate you joining us, man. What do you think pops next? Contract news? Do you think a trade maybe? What's going on with Jimmy G, Baker, all that stuff? you think any of that happens anytime soon? I think... Well, so I think Deshaun's going to happen in July. 
Okay, that's I a think, punishment. That's a punishment happening in July. I think the punishment happens in July because okay. the discovery deadline is June thirtieth. That's the big one that the, the NFL is waiting for. Okay. I think the punishment happens. I think the, the the sanctions come in July, and then I would say once we get past next week, yeah, you're going to hear more about Baker and you're going to hear more about Jimmy. The Browns have been willing to take on like a pretty big portion of Baker's salary. Like my understanding is they're willing. They've already, you know, like offered to take on nine or ten million dollars of his money. So the question is going to be: Are they willing to go a little further than that? And then with Jimmy, it's just about getting him to the point where he can throw again. And so if he can demonstrate he can throw at the end of the month, which is sort of the target, then I think the dynamic could change with him a little bit too. And people, same teams are interested in both of those guys. Yeah, I mean, Carolina is the one that I think. Carolina is like sort of the approach they've taken here is we want to get a look at Sam Darnold, Ben and McAdoo's offense. We want to get a look at Matt Corral, how he comes along coming from a simplistic college offense. And then we're going to reassess after we're done with the offseason program. So that's why I'm saying like in about a week and a half, Carolina, Seattle, like those teams, I think are going to have probably a better overall idea of where they are at quarterback. And that's when I think the talks you know, resume between whether it's San Francisco and Carolina, Cleveland and Carolina, you know, Seattle and San Francisco, whatever it is, like the combination of those teams. Like, I think some of those talks probably get rekindled at the end of next week. Hour two done. Oh, got it. Unreal. We had a hard out at 5200. Not your fault. My fault. <laughs> Asked you a question leading into it because I got lost in the conversation. As soon as you got done, it was 5159. Yeah. Hour two, done. Boom. We sent it to break. That's called hosting. Sorry about it. Oh, yeah. Sorry wow. about it, Albert. Wow, I'm sorry. Did I did I blow the clock there? No, no, no I did no, by no. asking you a okay. question with 40 seconds left to a hard out. That's bad hosting. <laughs> Good hosting. Get back. Throw a pick. Throw a touchdown on the other side. I've been told. I've been told I can be a little. I, I could probably be a little more concise with my words too. No, so, uh, you no. you've given us great answers. Yeah. We appreciate that. that. Like, don't you? This is 100 my fault. But the reason why I chimed in there, like I was uh, throwing up on your answer, was because we had half a second. <laughs> uh, but we appreciate all your information. You've given us answers that we haven't been able to find. The July Deshaun Watson uh, punishment from the NFL, big news right mm-hmm. there. About two weeks from the Baker-Jimmy conversation because of the week and a half post, uh, the mandatory minicamps and offseason things for teams to evaluate their quarterbacks. Great piece of information there. I appreciate the hell out of you. All right. Well, I appreciate you, Pat. Thanks for having me on. Masshole that went to Ohio State. I could not even fathom. <laughs> hell of a combo. <laughs> Is it? Uh, probably. You know what my fun fact was? My fun fact was that a- the books behind AJ are fake. Like, I think you told me that in the oh, fall. What? No! What? There's one real book. Back Maybe there. you do get a little bit too long-winded. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe, no, I'm joking. Uh, we appreciate the hell out of you, man. Hopefully you'll come back on again. All right, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Ladies real. and gentlemen, Monday morning quarterback <laughs> author from Sports Illustrated, Albert Brewer. Yeah, Albert! All right, joining us now, a man who has run a company from a couple million dollars up to a $5 billion valuation, an absolute stud of a businessman, international relations, so much so that this weekend, UFC 275 is actually hosting its first ever pay-per-view in Southeast Asia, Singapore. They've been there four times before. This will make the fifth. It'll be the biggest, the baddest, with a light heavyweight championship on the line as the marquee fight, ladies and gentlemen, the president of the UFC, Dana White. Yeah, Dana! Dana, what's up? 
How are you guys? Good to see you. Hey, I don't want to dive right into UFC 275. Congrats on having your first ever uh, pay-per-view in Southeast Asia. That's awesome. Yeah, that's fun. Fuck you. We'll I talk appreciate it. Hey, we'll talk you, about... You know, we, we have... I got to tell you this. We have one of the best intern programs in, in all of sports. And uh, we got like 48 interns here now uh, for the summer. And yesterday, I, I host them all, like, you know, after they've been here for like a week and whatever. And... One of the big topics of discussion yesterday at the intern meeting was you and what you've created and what you've built and, uh, you know, how all these kids look up to you. And, uh, you know, it was, it was pretty cool to hear. So congratulations to you. I thought I'd share that with you. Dana, thank you for that. That's awesome. What did you say? Uh, guy wears a tank top, a little bit of a clown. Let's, uh, let's say maybe a little bit more professional. No, I appreciate that so much, though. Thank you. That. Tell all your interns, too, like... Nothing but love. And hopefully they take advantage of the opportunity to be in the UFC. Okay, that's a huge, your company, there's only a few companies I think that are really, you know, founders are basically still around, some bad motherfuckers going in there. Uh, that's awesome and tell them all thank you. I would like to ask for your thought here though because you've got a big fucking brain. PGA Tour, have you kept up with this at all? Do you know what's going on with this? What is it? Okay, so the PGA Tour, since the beginning of time, I guess they've never paid any of their uh, golfers. They, golfers had to pay their own travel, their own hotel. There's no deals. You basically just get made whatever you earn in winning. And I guess uh, the average is like a million bucks for the top, like 60 golfers and everything like that. This Live Tour has come in, backed by Saudi Arabia, and they're paying guys $125 million, $200 million. Phil Mickelson was offered to come golf on their tour. They're going to... Kevin Na, Sergio Garcia, there's like four or five names that are big names with a lot of guaranteed money the PGA Tour doesn't have. And the uh, ma majors here in America are allowing those golfers to come back and golf in the majors as well, which is basically the only thing that matters in golf legacy for the top guys. Do you think there's a way that the PGA Tour can keep up here? And in your business, there's... There's companies that pop up all the time. There's one, there's Bellator, mm -hmm. there's been numerous ones that pop up. Do you keep an eye on that? And how do you combat against it? How do you, how do you combat against it? Is the PGA Tour completely like panicked right now, you think, with this? Yeah, no, it's fascinating. I mean, everybody's making a move right now to get into sports. I mean, sports, sports business has been growing since the 80s, since I first uh, started diving into it and looking into, you know, getting involved in the sports world. Um, from uh, pay of the athletes to sponsorship to television rights, the list goes on and on how the numbers just keep going through the roof. I mean, I was just looking yesterday in 2001, you know, the, the, the Broncos sold yesterday, I heard, for like four and a half billion. Yeah. And I was looking at like, like the Boston Celtics sold for 386 million back in 2001. I mean, now every one of these teams are worth a minimum of $2 billion. Um, you know, th there's a ton of money in sports. Sport, we, we learned through the pandemic how important live sports really are to us and, yeah. and, and, and what it means to us as a society. And, uh, and, and there's no doubt, if you look at what we're doing over in the Middle East, I, I've been waiting to announce this big announcement that, you know, uh, for like a year, but, but something that we're doing that's going on in the Middle East with Abu Dhabi, um, yeah, the Middle East is... Are you announcing a, that right now? Are you about to make they that They got out? a shitload of money, <laughs> and, you know, they, they want to be involved in, 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 in a lot of these major sports, too. I know that, uh, you know, the, I think the NBA did a deal with Abu Dhabi where they're building basketball courts all over Africa, and, you know, all kinds of crazy shit's going on. The sports business just keeps going like this. The PGA is going to have competitors, you know, um, 
everybody's going to have competitors, but it's good. It's good for the marketplace. It's good for everybody. Dana, does a new league like this ever have, like, how do they ever show any profit if they're paying Phil Mick 200 mil, another guy 125 <laughs> mil? Do they ever have to turn a profit? Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know, man. It's, it's like boxing. They got any of these boxing guys to put on these these fights where you hear that this guy's making 40 mil, this guy's making a few. You think those guys are making money? They're not making money. They're, they're all hurting. That's why the sport's dying. It's it's it's. Some people are going to go out and they're going to build real businesses and and, and 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 other guys are going to be a flash in the pan or pay to play. Some you know, obviously Saudi Arabia wants to pay to play. They want to be involved. They want they're they're looking to tourism now. These guys want to start bringing people out. Uh, you know, I think I think they just put put. I, I can't remember what the number is. It's billions and billions of dollars into infrastructure for tourism over there. How do you get people to show up and come out? And put on unbelievable golf tournaments with with with, uh, with big name players and and put on big sporting events and concerts and shit like that. Dana, you've gotten to meet more people than we ever will, especially in positions of power when you're doing Yas Island and Singapore. I'm sure you're having to meet people and let them know what you're looking to do and what you're thinking about doing. How much of it weighs on you about what they're trying to become versus what they maybe were as a country, you know? Cause that's the big, that's the big conversation. Everybody's like, now granted, the people that are tweeting that they hate that somebody's getting into business with Saudi Arabia is tweeting from a phone that was probably created through some sort of illegal labor that was happening while wearing Nikes and wearing clothes. Like, you know, so it's a whole, there's a mess of contradiction that happens in a lot of things, but there is a just, I think like saying, hey, there was some fucked up shit that potentially happened there. How much of that do you get to know about here about and how much of that is in the conversation of these countries being like hey we're trying to advance where we are and what we are when you're a global business like we are <clears throat> people are going to do mean shit to each other all over the world okay <laughs> and if you're going to boycott and run every time somebody does something mean to each other you won't have a business okay um we have all different types of nationalities religions um you know people from all over the world there's we have different groups of people who have been battling with each other for a thousand years. It just it's the way that the world works. Uh, I don't get caught up in all that bullshit. And uh, you know we, we we run a global business. Not everybody. The world is a very unperfect place. Everybody. Get used to it. Hold on. We wish it wasn't, though, right? We all wish it wasn't. Uh -huh. We all wish it was a perfect world, but that's just not reality. That's just not. And sometimes it's that gets forgotten about. Don't take this thing from reality. And, and, and you know, um, yeah, you, the, the world is never going to be a perfect place. Um, we're all doing the best we can do and trying to make the most of it. You know, um, you, you can't run and fucking boycott every everything that happens. I mean, every fucking day something happens and something's going on. And if you're you're that guy running around trying to save the fucking world. Keep tweeting. It's an impossible job. Yeah, keep tweeting. Uh, I think you almost got canceled for that macaroni milkshake. Oh, yeah, I should have been canceled. For that. <laughs> uh, how cool is it though that you do have a sport that the globe loves? Because I think a lot of things that happen can help bring the globe together, and that never gets talked about. All that ever gets talked about is like, oh, I can't do that because of these people, these people. It's like, what about their citizens though, sharing a common bond with people on the other side of the fucking world? Like, that's a pretty cool thing to realize, I think. And when you go Singapore, Southeast Asia, how long's that flight? 
Yeah, it's like 23 hours. Jeez. 23 Damn. hours, opposite side of the globe. I assume it operates in a much different fashion than here, but there will be a packed out arena there of people watching the same things that we're watching on ESPN Plus, and it's like a common bond. Like, that's a cool, that's a cool power that you have, I think. One of the things that I try to do, listen, we all have our own political views and whatever they might be personally. I try to keep all that shit out of it, um, you know, in the live event. Even during COVID, when we decided to go through COVID and, and, and get it, you never heard me talking about COVID during the event. You could turn on every other channel on TV and hear about COVID and all the other bullshit that was going on during that. Sports are, are an escape where we all come together, you know, as a fan of one side or the other, and, and we root and we and we enjoy this, um, you know, this time that we have while we're watching a sporting event, and it takes us away from all the shit that's going on in our life. And we tried to do the best job we could through COVID and every other time, you know, when, when we're if, if some horrible tragedy happens, you know, we address it at the beginning of the show, and, you know, and, and, and give our thoughts and prayers to people, and then we move right into the show and let you escape from all the bullshit that's going on in your life. It's a, it's called a celebration of sport, you know, and somehow that got like forgotten about in this whole world. It's like sports became an avenue for, you know, all these other, th which by the way, very important to the world, very serious to the world, but also like not everybody wants to hear what other, like just this, the getaway is being forgotten. You can about. hear that on every, every channel. Other fucking channel on TV. <laughs> you don't need to hear it during sports. It's just my personal opinion. So, you know, well, you're let all these the other guys knock themselves and do whatever the hell you want. You know, but that, that that's never going to happen in the UFC while I'm here. Go ahead, AJ. Dana, what about this weekend? UFC 275. There's a lot of great fights on the card, but can you describe to to people what this Prohaska guy may, is like. I know he's fighting Glover Teixeira, which is absolute legend champ in the game, but what is this fight going to be like? Yeah, no, it, it, it's a great fight. Obviously, you know, I don't know if you guys have heard, but there's been a, a, a lot of talk about, uh, you know, Glover taking him down and, and, and Yuri not being able to, um, you know, get back on his feet and, and go to the ground with him. Uh, we disagree. This guy's got a 96% finish rate. Oh, um, damn. He's an absolute savage stud. It should be an incredible fight. Uh, Valentina Shevchenko, one of the greatest female fighters of all time, is taking on Santos. I don't, if you guys watch the feature for this fight, it's it's a very, very good fight. And Santos is actually a great opponent for, for the, the, the incredible Valentina Shevchenko. And Weili Zhang versus Joanneon Jacek, probably the greatest female fight of all time. And this is the rematch. Hey, what's that arena going to be like? Is it an arena, stadium? How'd you go about picking it? Yeah, and, and it's sold out. I mean, we, we sold this thing out. Oh, yeah. So uh, it's, it's going to be interesting. I don't know. You know, the Asian fans are usually a lot quieter uh, than the Americans or the, or, or the British. But uh, it, it, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun. Why is that, you think? You think they're uh, judging and analyzing it as, like, something they want to break down? Or why do you think that is? I don't know. It's interesting because I, I, I've actually gone to a couple of pride events where these guys would have, you know, 65,000 to 100,000 people inside the Superdome. And, uh, and and you could hear a pin drop. You could literally corner a guy fr from up in the nosebleeds. It was so quiet in there. It'll be like the apex um, or whatever. The, that apex. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Just a different type of fan. 
Hey, those those elbows to the face there, oh. the first that first apex where whatever you what you do? You just build an arena in a, next to your offices, basically? Is that what happened? Yeah, we, we bought the building next door and turned it into an arena. <laughs> we ain't ever dealing with another fucking pandemic again. <laughs> we need an arena right over there that we own, that's on our grounds, that we can have a fight. I respect that uh, so much. Whenever you think about being in Singapore for the fifth time, is there anywhere you haven't been where you're looking to go? Is the, do those conversations happen all year, all year round? Is it like things just pop up and it's like, oh yeah, we should do that. Is there anything you're thinking of? We're going to Paris, France. We? Oui. First time this year. Oui, yeah. oui. You guys should do a live show from Paris, France from the UFC. All right, when is it? Yep. When is it? When is it? September 3rd. Huh? September 3rd. September 3rd. I mean, that's going to be tough. Right in the middle of fucking football season, Dana? Right before, before <laughs> the first week, Labor right? Day is that why you did September it? September 8th. Is that the opening weekend? When is it? That's September 8th is the Thursday. That's Labor Day. Oh, that's the cut down weekends. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Oh, we're fucking in. Okay, will you give us a good spot? Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> yes. You've been waiting a year Let's to make Let's do it. Do a live event from Paris, France. We'll set it up. I'll even kick in some money to help you guys with the, uh, to get out there. Now we're talking. Hell yeah. Okay. Now we oui, go. Oui. Je m'appelle pas. <laughs> Woo. Two eggs. The, four, the 487 million you already got isn't enough. I'll, I'll kick <laughs> in some more money and, uh, help. I'll help, help you guys fly over there. Uh, a wise poet named Wheezy F. Baby said, too much money ain't enough money, okay? So we will True. try to save everything we possibly can. <laughs> uh, go ahead, Ty Schmidt. Dana, like Pat mentioned, you guys have basically at this point been damn near everywhere in the world. But when you do go to these like new international markets, does it take more time matchmaking, putting that card together? Like, Do you feel a little bit more pressure? Because it's like, I mean, people are already watching, but it's like, oh, we need this live event to be fucking insane. No, nah, it's a great question, but no. I mean, a a every week we, we uh, we're very focused and and, and um, aware of matchmaking. It's all about the matchmaking. It's it's what keeps this business going like this. It's it's the ability to go out and find the best talent in the world and put on the best fights uh, that you could possibly make. So so every week we worry about that, not just when we go into new territories. Hey, big names being lingered, uh, rumored, you know, big names. Hey. Guy from Ohio. Mm-hmm. Stipe, huh? Mm -hmm. Stipe. And then who's that other guy? Oh, John, John Jones. Jones. Hey, the, the internet is cooking right now, Dana. That's good news for your business. Good news for you. Should we snoop around in that anymore? Or what do you think? Yeah, obviously, Francis Ngannou, you know, had to have knee surgery. So uh, the thing that possibly makes sense, depending on how fast he's going to be back, would be Stipe. Uh, versus John Jones in the heavyweight division, and the winner fights him. Oh, When's shit. that? Paris? <laughs> We're working on it. We're working on it. <laughs> what, hey, what's that going to take? Is that business with you and John Jones? A business good? Not a problem there? What would it yeah, be? I mean, if, if you got a big fight like that, it's either Vegas or Madison Square Garden. Okay. Let's hey, go. are we going to be able to set up outside of that one? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Kick yeah. in some money for yeah. us to come. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that'd be yeah. awesome. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Dana, do you ever see the baddest motherfucker belt being put up again? Because that whole entire, you know, promotion for that was unbelievable. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, I don't know. It, it, possibly, yes. Oh. Oh. Okay. Is there certain people that you would put into a baddest motherfucker division? And it's like, okay, here we go. This is what <laughs> we do. Or how would that work well, out? Well, you know, it's interesting. He asked that question. It's crazy how many of the guys actually want that belt. So, um, yeah, it's something to think about.
I haven't thought about it, but it's something to think about. Yeah. Oh, I'm happy we could drop that into your world. John Jones, yes. here we go. Lupe, here we go. Paris. I mean, add things into your world. That's awesome. Last question here. Dana, we can't thank you enough. Go ahead, Tone. Dana, not so much a question. I just heard a clip of you the other day talking about your goal when you go into a casino. And then I heard Pat talking about it the other day as well. And I didn't know if you knew, but you two have the same mindset. You said you go in there. You put a hundred. You're not there for drinks. You're not there for anything else. You put $150,000 down on a hand, and if you win that hand, you could be. You won $150,000. That's the goal. And Pat always tells us, "Hey, you could leave this place as a winner. You're allowed to walk away with chips." People forget. 100%. It, yeah. It's, it's, it, because the problem is, is everybody wherever you're from, you're going to Vegas with your buddies, and you literally take an amount of money that you're willing to lose, whether it's a thousand, fifteen hundred, two thousand. You get to the casino, you sit down at the table with your buddies, you start drinking, talking. Nobody's paying attention. You're not playing the right way. You lose two grand. Oh, well, we're going to a show. We're going out. We're going to the club. I go in to win. If you go in with $100 and you win $100, you just doubled your money. You can get up and leave, but nobody does it. Yeah, it's, uh, you're, you're the guy at Blackjack, too, huh? You're the guy. I do okay. <laughs> you count cards? What's the trick? Why do yeah. you get booted? Dana, you count cards? What are you doing? The trick is the trick is to get up and leave when you're winning. There, there's a whole system to it. I negotiate a deal before I go in and, and, and play. And let me tell you what. I'm going to tell everybody right now. If you're a real player and you play big money and you're really there to play, don't play in any casino in this town except for Caesars Palace. Caesars Palace is the only place that can really handle big play, treats you right, takes care of their customers, and does everything the right way. And if you guys really want to do it, you guys should come out here one of these times. I'll take you to Caesars with me, and and okay. I'll show you some shit. Deal. All right, I'll yeah. pick in okay. some money for that. All right, how much am I bringing? 150? Is that the number? What, what, hey, you got big dough, man. You bring whatever you want. I, I'll help negotiate your deal over at Caesars. Well, you're gonna. I'll do whatever you're doing. All right, deal. All right, that's awesome. We can't thank you enough. Good luck with 275 this weekend, the first pay-per-view in Southeast Asia. You're the absolute man. We'll see you soon. Tell all those interns we said what's up. Will do. Take care, boys. Have a great weekend. Ladies and gentlemen, Dana White. When you're talking about something that serious, they'll have to be fucking stuck. I can't wait to see the first Let's Ride video. Mm -hmm. I wonder if they're going to put them all over each other. Um, the I, you on top of each other? Yeah, like an echo effect. What if it is, and they get a little, yeah, put a little auto tune on it? Uh huh. Like the Matrix, like Broncos, 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 Broncos country, country, country. Who's, country. Good, what, who's yeah, what music? DJ, and it's him. That'd be amazing. Let's do that. Are he in future? Is Russ in future tight? I don't think so. All right, let's move on. <laughs> Definitely not. I'm not 100% sure. Maybe. Maybe. We don't know. We don't know. Well, we don't actually, know. we do because uh, Russell and Sierra were at a party and they didn't know Future was there and they had to, and they left me. Oh, no. believe. That was they got something. kids, man. No, they probably had to let the babysitter go. Yeah, they probably got food poisoning. Yeah. Probably felt a little sick. Something. Mm -hmm. Maybe some people weren't wearing their masks. I think it was the That's only time we've seen them in public where they weren't like holding hands and lovey dovey. Actually, what? Uh, what? Yeah. What is this? This sounds wow, like a you bunch really of broke bullshit. This down. No, this sound. This this happened over the summer. Sierra. They were at like a charity event or something, and Future was like a surprise performer, and they were unaware, and they left immediately. Was I thought it was the Super Bowl. Sierra still has um, feelings for Future. I don't know about that. I, I no, think no. What are you doing? Loves, what are you doing? Uh, what are you doing? Uh, that's future. what Connor said. That's not what, what? I said. Listen, none of us know it. She wouldn't no. hold Russell's okay. hand. No, Russ just no, stood no. up and said, "Hey, Sierra, let's ride. Let's ride." <laughs> <laughs>
What did, wait, what did he say? Thank you. Hey, Sierra. Less rock. A little bit more. Does it change if he's at, what is he, yeah. what if he's really upset? How does he say? No, yeah, future just showed up. What yeah. do you, what does he Hey say? Sierra? Less rock. Right, let's say he's pumped. Let's say somebody he loves shows. Hey Sierra. Less rock. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, what if they're going to the VCon? Yeah. That's exciting. Hey Sierra. Less rock. Okay. Yeah. Sound like there wasn't enough excitement. Nah, there. I mean Gary V. I I just can't do it. What? what? Have you read AJ Hawk's Wikipedia? I have. He one day dreams of working. He one day dream of working for yeah. Gary V. Anyways, none of you deserve to work for Gary V. Except for me and Foxy, maybe. Thank you. <laughs> me and Foxy. How much I would you Gary. pay to work for Gary V? Well, uh, getting closer to the sun. Get a chance to pay a lot of money yeah. for that. A blackjack hand with Dana White. Bingo. Yes. There you go. Hey, that's gonna happen. Did you hear that? That's pretty sweet. How much am I losing at night? $250,000? No, like no, you're walking away. Yeah. Remember? You, you got to get a marker. One hand, win, leave. Yeah, maybe. I mean, that's what you hope happens. <laughs> when a five-card 21 pops up <laughs> on that hand, that's going to be a heartbreaker. Yeah. Like I'm guessing Dana plays one-on-one -on -one with the dealer like Jordan. He didn't want, he didn't want some slappy sitting at third base hitting on 18. Well, wow. Like Julio Jones. I had a little uh, blackjack happening in my house for uh, my birthday or whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah. There were some terrible decisions being made around yeah, that table. Sometimes. But it and works out. Problem, then they win. Mm -hmm. Look at me. Look, I'm smart. I won. Bingo. Yeah. yeah. Guess who's getting right. snake bit. But guess what? Yeah, Ty's going to lose. But the um, <laughs> that just kind of <laughs> continues to be a trend. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Pat, did Coach JB kill two owls? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't kept up with the owl story. What's going on? There were some owls attacking his dogs last night, and he what? told them, like, you guys come down here. I'm going to get you. Are they, what? They, what they do? Hoot back? I don't know if they came down. I bet he hit him with a baseball bat if they got near his dog. JB's got a good baseball bat swing. Mm -hmm. He does. He yeah. can shoot a basketball. He can throw a football. He used to be all city yep. quarterback. Yeah, that's and right. then with that bat, they said he owl hunts. We expect. That could expect. have been the blow poke. Kill his motherfucking owl. The fire? Yeah. We expect. Who expect? Yeah. What? That was his motivational Coach speech. Coach JV, motivational yeah. speech. I mean, you know what's cool here in, uh, in, these in L.A.? was hearing JV break down quarterback play. What's that, pal? I, I liked standing there when JV got into, like, the technical aspects of QB play, like footwork and so, like, he knows the stuff, like, the, the individual coaching, all the tiny things that make me a terrible coach are what make JB a great coach. I yeah, think. his delivery is just something that some people who do the hiring will never be able to keep up with. Yeah, mm -hmm. but I do believe JB does love the football and know the football. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he is very passionate about football, which is cool to see. Loves the football. I mean, Coach Juco, you got to be like old Wayno. Old Wayne Gretzky loves hockey. You can I can tell that from watching Biz and them on on the show. He loves Edmonton, I think, a lot too. Mm -hmm. Biz yeah. last night with the announcement of the starters. <laughs> yeah, fuck for, oh, the, for the oil oil kings. oil kings or whatever. Legendary that haircut. Biz is doing it right now. It is awesome to see. He's awesome. He is. He's fantastic. He's good for hockey. As is Wayno talking. Yeah, absolutely. It's good to have Wayno up there. I didn't know he was – is he from Edmonton? No, that's just where he played and had a majority of his success. Okay, yeah, because they got a, a lot of Gretzky records there at Edmonton. Those people are probably losing their mind that fucking old Wayno's oh, just yeah. sitting up in a concourse, right, to those <laughs> in that arena? Oh, yeah, they love it. Like, he's a national hero, obviously. He's everything. That's awesome. Can't wait for Boston Hawk to be a Pittsburgh Penguin. Oh. Hey, I watched that game. So. Those guys are so good and so damn fast. fast. And it's unbelievable watching them play. So fast. That's the thing. Like, 
You look at these teams that are left playing right now. Well, see Edmonton. See yeah. oh, It's pretty quick and easy come, easy go there. <laughs> Mike Smith, hell of a run. Hey, you're wrong, Mike. Mike. It was entertaining, though. Hell yeah, it was. He was standing on his yeah. head, like, actually, and letting up goals. Uh-huh. <laughs> the, um, <laughs> hell of a run, Mike. Hey, good uh, job, Mike. Mike. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Mike. The speed is the difference between the teams that make it yeah. and the teams that don't. It yeah. is very obvious. Like, they are much faster. That Colorado team yeah. flies. Now, I'm not saying the Tampa doesn't and the New York doesn't, but the teams that make it are the teams that fly as opposed to, you know, maybe the Pens that are going to have to pick up Boston Hawk right winger on a road, Boston Bruins. Rafford pretty much confirmed it. Yeah, NHL insider for the NHL Network told us Poston Hawk going to the Pittsburgh Penguins. I don't know. I, Rupper also said, you know, last week, like I mentioned Krejci, but I really wish I could care more about this. But, you know, the Celtics are in the finals. I really, you know, I worry about hockey next hockey season. During That's February. why. Poston's coming to hockey time. Yeah. No, no, no. That's not why. That's just how Denver. it works. Today's show is... Bro- what? University of, University of Denver, I believe, won the national title, and now the Abs just swept them to go to the Stanley uh, Cup. So I guess Evie is pretty upset Detroit is not hockey town. Well, Everyone wants to be Detroit. Everyone wants to be hockey town. Never, ever, 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 ever has that been said. Yes. No. You're the first person on earth to ever say that sentence. Hey, we never get to do this, actually. Most words and phrases and sentences have been concocted at some point by a human in the history of language. First time time that's ever been said. Way to go. This guy broke a record. From the rooftops, I want to be Detroit. That's what you guys are saying every hockey talk. We birthed you. And you know what? Little Caesars pizza stinks. Yeah. 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 Well, says so Rocky Mortgage. It does. I love hot and readies. Right. Yeah, <laughs> little Caesars used to be so good. Hot yeah. I cannot slander Little Caesars. I'm going to say that do $5 it. takeaway thing or whatever yes. it was. It's dog shit. It's pepperoni. Do you put it's pretty good? College no, $5 that pizza. You eat that $5 bill, it would taste oh, yeah. better. No, no, no. 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 Well, $5 bill is only this big. The pizza was fucking size. Crazy bread for $1.99 too. Ranch dressing on everything. Oh. Anyways, now that I'm adult, Little Caesars did kind of it taste stinks. like cardboard. Yeah, it sucks. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. ass. Yeah. Had yeah, one time. Hungry Howie's is way better than Little Caesars. Hungry Howie's is great. Domino's yeah. is great. Domino's also from Michigan. We're, we're pizza time, too, I guess. Little whoa, oh. whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh. Shut your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Italians here. Mom, Mom's spaghetti, though. Well, actually, That's a fucking spaghetti. restaurant. He's nervous. But on the surface, he looks calm and ready to drop bombs. But he keeps on forgetting what he wrote down. The whole crowd goes so loud. He opens his mouth, but the words won't come out. He's choking out. Everybody's choking out. His heart's out. The time's up over. Blah! Step back to reality, AJ. Jesus. Let's get back to the show. Hoff is still buried there? Well, turns out maybe MetLife Stadium or something. Yeah, in the end zone. Not Detroit. Yeah, I'm not hurt. Detroit sucks. Well, we I all think, know that. What did it, I didn't even hear what Tony said. Is John Wayne Gacy still alive? Jimmy Hoffa. He does not live in Detroit, I don't think. John Wayne Gacy. That's Waterloo. Yeah, no, is your guy still alive? No, no he's dead. He's deader than shit. Thank is you. Is he killing? Yeah. He di- died in jail? I believe so, yeah. COVID yeah. get him or before? Uh, I think some guard just shot him in the back of the head. I, I <laughs> That's awesome. Penalty. Sounds like a classic bait and switch, and he's actually out there. Well, like. Well. Waxy's guy. Yeah. Major. Oh. Who? You. Who else is out there? Listen yeah, to that. I know. Innocence. Who's still out there? You know. 
I don't know. It's hard. What happened to that lady and that dude that were running shit and they had an island and everything and the one guy committed suicide? Lady and, and the tramp? Well, the other lady. That's like what that documentary gets into. Which documentary? Where the end about, I think it was about Ghislaine. It might have been Epstein. And at the end, they, they reveal how they knew each other and Ghislaine's father Ghislaine. and that entire thing kind of. He fell off a boat. Sheds a completely different light on She it. fell off a boat? He did. He died. He fell off his yacht. They think he, you know, there might be some foul play. Epstein? <laughs> no, no, no. Ghislaine's no, dad, dad remember? Lying. And then they casually dropped at the end. Well, he's a secret agent. That he was yeah. a secret agent. For yeah, they're all spies. Yeah, they're all Allegedly, spies. Allegedly, it's all spies trying to garner blackmail on the rest yeah. of the world. And that's what that little black book is about. And they're alive for sure. They just put plastic surgery on the face in their yeah. office. Send them back else. out. He was just trending on Saturday. Oh, yeah. Probably because he got a new plastic surgery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's... Why does that stuff happen, you think, in our world mm-hmm. where it's I mean, hard not to believe what we just wait, said? Wait, which stuff? Well, it's probably misinformation we just said, and people will tell us is that, but it's hard not to believe some stuff after what other stuff does happen. Well, even Those, Elon. Elon's asking, like, hey, where's all the info? You know, what's going on here? Those guards are in prison now. No. We're supposed to be on duty. I'm they got sure a deal. I think they got a deal. Well, yeah, they're, guard, they're prison. prison guards. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> I think they got charged. Five <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think they got charged. That's <laughs> good. Uh, let's go to Stefan's. I feel pretty good about it. Because yeah. I saw them in jail in my head, full yeah. of duty. I'm like, well, I guess everybody in there is in jail. I used to watch Locked Up a lot. You ever watch that? That was good. I've been seeing on YouTube pops up a little bit for me. Like um, They put people in that are almost oh, yeah. like undercover people, and they go into these open pod not Jails undercover. And they go, people go under the stairs and get beat up and stuff. Yeah, it's not it's not undercover people. It's just humans. They're just doing it as like a social experiment in the jails. I forget the name of it. Sixty days, maybe. Yeah, so. sixty days in. The, I, I went on quite a bender of this as yeah. well. There were some idiots in there that like you. You are acting wrong right now. You are yeah. in a bad spot. I would never do the that. The jail but, knows though, right? Like everyone yes. knows. Not everyone. Have, no, just the yeah. warden. The guards oh. don't even know. Guards yeah. don't know. Warden knows. So, so the cameras are just there, but they're. They're just always there, I guess. Or I think they the, tell the not jail cameramen walking around. They're they're fixed. They're PTZs. I think they tell the jail that it's like a, a reality show about jails or something like that. Mm. Like it's just coverage of it, because the big fear in that sixty days in is somebody found out I'm on TV show. You get me out of here, and they do like the uh, <laughs> yeah to the thing like <laughs> oh, I'm about to get sliced right now. Please get me the fuck out of here. And then if the warden or the camera crew can't get a hold of the guards who don't know, so they have to call the guards to do the whole thing. There's always like this little bit of buzz right before commercial. Is this person going to get their fucking throat slashed on the other side? Oh, find out. <laughs> it was a good show. It's a pretty good show there. I, I binged that one for a bit. I've seen some of the clips pop up like, oh, top five fights from 60 days in or whatever. And it's pretty interesting. You do not want to be. Have you ever been in like uh, no. even the drunk tank or anything? No, oh. luckily not. It's the fucking worst, dude. They put me in a cage, a glass cage in the middle of all the everybody else because I was a special. Im- Bro, I don't know how anybody does. It. I have no clue how, let alone like the thought about your life and what could mm-hmm. be happening politically in there, what you got to do and. You know, the reality TV of you got to win this person over and win this. Mm -hmm. Let alone all that shit. Just the sitting in the same place just forever. A man. There's just so many parts of that that ain't nobody want a piece of it, if you're like me at all. I hope eventually. I wonder if eventually you, I don't know, you just settle into that. No. Me or the people? Not you. If you Like, say you have a 10-year sentence. At some point, you got to. You have to, I don't know, does your brain just be like, all right, hey, this is the normal? This is it. Yeah, I guess you just have to accept it. Like, you just have to kind of act as if. They talk about it as months, by the way, not years. People in jail. So, what you just said there, 120 months. 
Because then once that gets under 100 months, it's like, ooh, milestone, as opposed to years, 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 years. That'd be kind of tough. I've seen that stuff about that Supermax out in Colorado where, like, the Unabomber is, all, like, the big high-profile people are that no one's ever escaped from. Yeah, we never hear from them again, right? Nobody's allowed to talk to them. They're not allowed to do anything. They're not not allowed to see anybody either. So what are we doing? And are they even there? I guess. Oh, no. Did his name release, like, a whole entire, uh, like, book? Manifesto? Yeah. Um, Kaczynski. Kaczynski, yeah. Yeah, he did when he was out. That's how they found him. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, wow. Out in that woods in that cabin. That's right. so dumb, though. Like, in these, when, okay, school shooters, too. When you say these kids left a manifesto, that's stupid. No, stop like glorifying the person. When you say they left this manifesto, no. It's a. They're not deranged, a professor. It's yeah. a deranged kid that had ramblings that he wrote down on a piece of paper. Stop calling it a manifesto. Like, that That always annoys me. Yeah, me too. You're acting like there's some sophisticated being yeah. that should be read. Rolling yeah. Stones put the Boston Bomber on the cover. Yeah. Remember that? I remember that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that. Oh, yeah. The magazine did, not the band. Okay. Yeah. Rolling Stones, he still got it, by the way. And Mick oh, Jagger yeah. actually wheeled sure. him out, had him sing with him. Did, so did Mick Jagger just, did they just sell the name of the band to the magazine? I thought so or is it in conjunction with it's a good question that is a good question i have no idea let's go to the phones what was first the chicken or the egg i think it was evolution i thought it was (laughs) the band started like in the 50s oh oh god i I thought it was them (laughs) i said the band was first and then for sure the magazine was a nod not just to the rolling stones but also to muddy waters rolling stone and and bob dylan's like a rolling stone and as the uh, euphemism, a rolling stone gathers no moss. Huge few things. Jim Irsay uh, concert coming to town. Let's Can't go. Can't wait. Here we go. Yeah, I believe it's coming to Indianapolis. Yes. See Hopefully there. we're not in Vegas gambling blackjack. What's that? Where does he play? Uh, I think just the entire downtown. Yeah. He just runs out every street. Anywhere he wants. <laughs> I'm coming. Puts his whole museum up. The museum's on Meridian. Uh-huh. Concert's on uh, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Down Does there James Dolan get to sing at all? Is James Dolan opening for him, the Knicks owner? Uh, I'm not sure if they're in the he same band. He's an awesome band. Yeah, I'm not sure if they're in the same band. Uh, I know he's got uh, ZZ Top guys in yep. his band. Okay. He's got uh, Huey Lewis in the Blues, I believe. Oh, Drummer, yeah. I, I believe. The I News. Believe. Huh? Huey Lewis in the News. There it is, them. Yeah. He's got it's their drums. Bob Dylan? Oh, yeah. Oh, if Bob Dylan was there. I don't know if he's got... Is Bob Dylan Bob dead? Dylan. What about Jacob no. Dylan? No, still alive. I think he's friends with Bob Dylan. Yeah. yeah. I believe Jim I Jacob, Jacob Dylan has a lot of hits. Who's that, Bob's kid? Yeah. Yeah, uh, One Headlight, is that him? Yeah, The yeah, Wallflowers. Wallflowers. Yeah, a lot buddy. of people say Bob's the greatest songwriter of all time. I believe okay. Jim Irsay has said that before. What, you don't... What was that okay? I don't know. I don't know Bob Dylan enough. Has he written a lot of songs that other people have used? Yes. Yeah. I figured that. Who do you think? Luke Combs? He wrote All Along the Watchtower, didn't he? No, he Luke Combs? No, Bob Dylan. <laughs> he said Jimi Hendrix did it. Actually, you know what? I'd love a fucking Luke Combs All Along the Watchtower cover. <laughs> Get to it, Luke. I see you playing golf. Do that. He's a good golfer? He did I write All Along it. the Watchtower. Whoever asked that? Yeah, Bob Dylan wrote it. Yeah, good call. Way to look that up, Tone. Thank you, pal. Oh, yeah. Well, you can just rip anybody's song, I was told. Mm-hmm. Luke Combs probably get a pull. I guarantee he's good at pool. What is that supposed to mean? He looks like he'd be good at pool. Go he's, on. Which one is Luke Combs? Sons of bitches. You know who Luke Combs is. <laughs> he has a big beard? Long neck, eyes, cold beard, never broke my heart. 
He chugs beers a lot. Punts beers, shotguns beers. What? I like him. What? He's good. I think he's a good songwriter. I think so. Nice. Yeah. Who's that other guy? Big bearded guy? Was with Justin Timberlake, Tennessee? Stapleton. Chris Stapleton. Chris Stapleton. Yeah. He wrote a bunch of songs, right? Oh, he was yeah. a Tennessee whiskey. Before, before he was oh. an artist. He can sing. Oh, like Gaga. Ain't nobody like that guy from fucking One Republic. Yeah. Ryan Singer. Mm -hmm. Is that his name? Yeah. He's, All from the show. Doing? That reality Ryan show. Tatter. From Songland. Song there it is. Ryan Tatter. Yeah, yeah from Songland. That guy, he's got great hair. He's got this blonde hair that uh -huh. goes. Mm -hmm. He's probably four foot something. I don't know. I have no idea. Oh, yeah. Never guy. seen him in person. I just did a Europe tour. I follow him on Instagram. I comment on a couple of his things. <laughs> Super Mark. Like, he said, uh, this is what I'm going to wear for my shows. And I think I commented one time, doesn't matter what you're wearing, dude. We're coming to the show anyway. It's <laughs> like, as, uh, well, there's no response from him. He, that Songland show was awesome. Yeah. I don't know why they got rid of that show. I guess no, I was the only person watching it. Fucking worth it. Ryan Cabrera on that? Uh, no. I don't think so. No. Come on. Should have been. That, uh, no. that dogfight football scene in yeah. Top Gun, they're playing a One Republic song on the beach. Yeah, they song. made the song for the movie, I believe. Yeah, yeah. He, he can make that song in half a second, by the way. Mm -hmm. Hey, we need a song, Top Gun, on the beach, playing football with no rules. Got it. Boom. Need a little bit more hi-hat, a little bit more this. Mm -hmm. bum, 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 bum. Had it out of nowhere. The guy is an absolute genius. Love him. Love everything about him. The Jonas Brothers are like, wow, we just got a banger because of this guy. Update Songland. Uh, it will not be coming back to TV, but maybe the app. Maybe. That's a maybe fucking app. Yeah. So what app? Nighty Night. Peacock. Peacock. Peacock is an app. Things are on. Yes. Not, not just WWE. Uh, yeah, they got movies and shit. Yeah. Yeah, I watched, I watched The Office on there. Yellowstone's mm -hmm. on there. There's shows on there. Mm -hmm. Daily yeah. shows are on there. Yeah, you know that? First reason. Now I do. Not fair. Well, that's kind what of what... Daily shows? What do you mean? So Dan Patrick's on there. Rich is on there. I think Pro Football Talk's on there. What? Yep. Oh, geez. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm just learning about this. Honestly, I had no idea. A fucking asshole bad guy. They're not on NBC Sports? Is NBC Sports That is not a thing, thing anymore. No. I don't think it's a thing. It's dead. Oh. Yeah, I'm just learning this. Honestly, I, I did not know this. Well, they don't even have a tab for it. I yeah, thought. you got to do a little dumpster diving yeah. to find it. But you got to go to sports and... It's in there. I've always found it all in the left side. <laughs> dumpster dive. Isn't, I actually just watched a baseball game on Peacock the other day. It was How great. was it? It was great. It was better than the Apple coverage. Here wow. we go. Hey, what's going on with that? I haven't seen any of the Apple coverage. What's going All I hear on? is people complaining. I mean, the camera angles are like really sweet, and the cameras they have are super nice, but the, the booth absolutely stinks. It's no way to watch a Who, game. Who's doing it? It's good people, though. Good people. Is it people yeah. we know? Uh, um, one of them might be. I know Katie Nolan does it every once in a while, but then they have like a rotating cast, and I don't think there's much chemistry. Are they in the stadium? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Is being broadcast like most games are being broadcasted? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but the, the cameras like are a little bit different. It kind of has some of like the, you know, when guys score in the NFL and they have that really nice camera in the end zone. Like they're doing okay. that when guys are on deck and stuff like that. So, like, the game is a little bit different when you're watching it, but I mean, ultimately, it stinks. Damn, Jesus! But it's nice. Hey, hey you know what? If, you, if they got games on there, I'll watch the Angels play late. You guys night. should go to the game. Yeah, yeah. Today's show is brought to you by the best ticket app on yes. planet Earth and the, the Moon. Sea Geek. Reminder that there is another United States men's soccer game this weekend in Austin, yeah. Texas, this Friday, June. 10th. Are they gonna, they're gonna boycott oh. as well. No, no, just Canada. No. I've learned a lot about Canada lately. Canada, on the boots, lads. I like Canadian people. It sounds like people running Canada for a long time. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. What, ha what happened? I just have been learning more and more and more and more about it. Yeah. Let alone their team finally makes the World Cup and says, actually, we'd rather not play. Yeah, we're good for this country. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> that happened just on Sunday. They just sat down. They said, well, we'll go to the stadium, but 
We ain't, we ain't playing a game. Playing. No way. We'll run some passes, some ball possession games. We'll take it as a practice, but we ain't playing. Breaking, says Rick Westhead. Not Easthead. No. Not Northhead. Don't even think about Southhead. That son of a bitch is always wrong. Mm-hmm. His Rick Westhead, always right. All the time. Canadian men's national team will not play in a World Cup warm-up game scheduled tonight in Vancouver against, at home, by the way, in Panama. The team is on strike over player compensation issues. We'll have details tonight on Sports Centra. <laughs> Listen, if Rick Westhead is tweeting about what you got going on, you're in deep shit. What's Rick Westhead? He does he it, does huh? He does heavy, deep stuff, yeah. That's what I've been saying. Northhead, Southhead, mm-hmm. Easthead can't hold a flamehead to Westhead. Jokers. Ain't that right, Agent? That's what they say. Yeah. I've heard that before. Hey, Rick. Rick will get to the bottom of it. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, the United States men's team is playing yeah. and not uh, boycotting. No, right. No, they're going all out. Fans were boycotting in Cincinnati, Ohio, I guess, a couple weeks ago. Probably and, a lot going on. Well, maybe in Ohio, of course. But we wanted to, you know, help everybody out alongside SeatGeek. Yeah. If you want to go to the game Friday, June 10th, and support the future soccer Lombardi champions. Mm. Hell yeah. Right now with SeatGeek, use promo code WEARSOCCER, W E. A-R-E-S-O-C-C-E-R. You will get 20% off your tickets to that particular game. Holy shit. Goal. That's right. We can't guarantee there will be a goal. No. No, no, no. Or or even any shots at all on that. Don't expect We don't know how long the game is going to be either. Or how long the game is. We have no clue. But we need to support this team that is going to, to, to represent our country. We are soccer, 20% off. And um, Austin, Texas, what a cool place to go to. Yeah, it's Great awesome. Place. Good Gorgeous. chance uh, McConaughey's going to be there. So that's worth the price of a mission right there. Boom. And probably Elon and Rogan. Exactly. Yeah. How about it? Boom. Coolest place on earth. Uh, you can still get 10% off all other tickets at the link in our description here at youtube.com forward slash DPAP McAfee show right down below. 10% off all tickets, everything. Thanks to our friends at SeatGeek. 20% off uh, tickets to... Um, the United States men's national team game against whoever they're playing in Austin, Texas on Friday with the promo code WEARSOCCER, all mm-hmm. one word. Hell yeah. Nameless, faceless opponents. Bingo. Mm-hmm. Is Polythic playing or yeah. not? Is there a ball on the field? Is it a pitch? Yeah. Oh, Ball's Granada. in the net then. Who are we playing? Granada. There's probably going to be some scoring happening. Granada sucks. Exactly. Whoa, Whoa, we might dude. score 10 goals. See, we should. I'm going to be upset if we don't beat the shit out of Granada. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's a tough sell to people that don't follow soccer on a regular basis if you're not beating the country of Granada, which is beautiful. 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 Oh, beautiful. That's wonderful. But if you're the United States and you're not beating Granada by 10 to 15, I think you're going to lose a lot of Americans that are a little bit stupid on the entire soccer thing. Yeah. Bingo. I need that to happen. I'm still kind of bitter about Pulisic uh, calling us out. Well, he called out Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. AJ. Did he? Kansas City was packed. Yep, it was. I'll tell you what, looking at pictures of Granada, it might be the fucking most beautiful place in the oh, world. It is. It's gorgeous. gorgeous. That's why, as soon as you said that, I actually kind of got a little bit upset. Like, yo, whoa, 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 no, easy. No, he said it. But you're 100 right. Like Granada, they suck at soccer. We should beat the fuck out of Granada. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, he's not wrong. And if we don't, then they should be good though. You would think playing in that nice weather, 365 days a year, those they have an advantage. Okay, and if you want to go watch the United States play Granada, yeah. You see Keek right now with promo code WEARSOCCER. No spaces for 20% off all tickets to watch. USA just fucking dominate Granada. In the road. That's right. They only have a How population of 100,000, though. So yeah, so we better beat the fuck out of them thoroughly. We could put together a team from Rhode Island to beat Granada. What? 
Seriously, we could. This guy. The country is smaller than how many cities in America? Hundred thousand. Every single. All of them. Smaller than Indianapolis. Well, yeah, oh, by yeah. far. Much smaller. It's probably smaller than Green Bay. It's a fifth just need, of just need, a, just need 11 good ones. If that's how many play. <laughs> that's what I mean. If that's how many play, act like you don't know as much about soccer as you do. Wow. Is I've it 11? Because my daughter just stepped up to 11 on 11. Yes. 10 okay. and a goalie. Let's call Gumpy real quick, can we please? Basically the same population as Green Bay, Wisconsin. It's a great place. The Spice Boys. Their soccer team is known as. Oh, I love that. That's a good they name. Well, they better spices. be singing. because If you want to be my uh, soccer, you, you got to be Granada. Bye, Granada. I think the two of the Spice Girls, I believe it was Sporty and Spicy. Really? Mm-hmm. We're in. Uh, well, spicy Spice. Yeah, how's she doing? <laughs> she's good. She's good. I think yeah. she, she had a little extra flair. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's crushing it. They were on The Circle, that Netflix show. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah. oh. Posh. Was it Baby? They were on there for a couple episodes. Posh, or was that Beckham? It was Baby and Scary. I oh. thought it was Sporty. No. Scary? Posh was Victoria, right? Scary was uh, America's Got Talent? Yes. Mel B. Mel B. Uh, mm-hmm. Is Scary Spice? I was I was well-versed and educated by my lady about what we were watching. Yeah. I would have never known. I thought it was Spicy. Spicy Spice? spice. Why is she Scary Spice? Because you get all of them with the group, dude. Yeah. Somebody had to be scared. You have some of her spice. You're scared, yeah. Hey, you ever look at a spice rag? All right. <laughs> Joining us now is our soccer aficionado who's currently being uh, detained in a country that I'm learning more and more about by the day and mm. starting to get more and more. What the fuck? Yeah. The Canadian sensation, ladies and gentlemen, Bubba Gumpy. How you doing? What's Bob? up, boys? Hey, how's the fitness going? Uh, we're getting there. Back in it this morning, 5 a.m. You know how it goes. Add it, baby! AJ, you wanted to add oh, on? Oh, Goopy, I got a question about health care. If you tore your pec, benching with all your steroid buddies, how quick do you get that thing fixed up there? Uh, it takes a bit, but it is free. That's kind of the drawback. Yeah, okay. it is free. Yeah, it, it is, is free. Classic but there is a drawback. That's awesome. That's incredible. Universal health care. Way to go, Caleb. That's good. Yeah. Takes two years, but no, quality's good too. All right, let's go. It is, by the way. This should, I think, as a world, we should figure that one out. What's that? That yeah, one. We try. We should figure that one out. Universal. Universal healthcare. healthcare? Yeah, because everybody that points to different countries that are currently doing it, there's always some on the other end. Like, yeah, but also mm-hmm. much worse, kind of, than our situation. If you have anything at all, because the quality of doctors, the time it takes, blah 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 blah. Every time it's brought up, that's something that should be figured out. How many bazillions of dollars are being put into whatever? Yeah. Can we not figure that one out? Well, that feels like one we should figure out. If Elon just donates a hundred billion, then each hospital in the world, you do the math, gets one billion dollars. So I don't think there's. I think there's more than a hundred hospitals. Hospitals in the world. I think there's more than a hundred hospitals. <laughs> Somebody tweeted that it was right. <laughs> you, remember, you remember that, man? No, but like I got something world, done in the states dollars. quicker than I ever would here. Well, like, that's the American it, difference, baby. Sorry, right. <laughs> it fucking sucks. Imaginary line too, just right yeah, down yeah, here. Yep. Can't come across. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the United States, Granada. We should. We, I know nothing about it other than it's like an incredibly beautiful country or whatever. Connor seemed to have done his research. He yeah. said we should win by 10 to 15. Population of 100,000 uh, 100, people. If we lose to Granada, all systems are a problem in Qatar? Yeah, you can't do that. Okay, the road cool. to Qatar is not kind if you lose that That's game, my friend. Are they bad? Granada, yeah. You, it's yeah. Just, I'd say 4 nothing should be the starting uh, point. right now? starting point. In these what? exhibition games, though, Goomp, who cares? Why does it matter? All we care about is what they do in Qatar. 
Yeah, but think about it. this USA team has never had this full team together. They have to learn how to play yeah. with each other. Get the chemistry up. Chemistry, okay. Well, is Reina not playing? And uh, They all play on like 13 Reina's different squads. Third. How are they supposed to play together? Well, that's everywhere. Mm-mm. That's every team, AJ. Yeah. That's not just the United why, States. Then why are we not competing with the world? We are. We're the world. winning yeah. this okay, year. What's the, what does the, the successful World Cup look like for this U.S. team? And don't tell me winning. Like, I'd say, Goop. I can trust you. You're a rational human. What's a successful uh, World Cup run look like for us? Getting out of the group stage. Oh, come on! That's that Canadian mindset. Did you hear that? That's a good group. group, You know why? You got some fixed in America, Wales. Those are all good teams. Wales. Wales. Hey, we love Wales. People in Wales are probably great people, but follow up. What they did to Ukraine? Yeah, yeah. yeah. fucked up. You gotta hey, win the first throw game. After there. The group. But Wales is Bingo. a good team, man. Win one game in the knockout stage, success. Yes, quarterfinals at least. Fuck it, we gotta win the soccer Lombardi. I ain't talking about it. Granada is, or at least take them ninety-eight minutes in the final oh, and yeah. lose in PK. Zero. Yeah. Or yeah. That's we, a tough group, man. That's no, a it's tough not. Group. No, because yeah, America's re- in it. Yeah, it's our group. It's a group of deaths because we're in it, pal. Canada's who's group's the, got one who's less the fourth team, team. I forget. Iran. Yeah, yeah. Iran. Yeah. Okay. Which, by the way, I mean, let's go. Let's guys play. Too. Follow up. Is Canada even in the World Cup even more anymore? I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. First time they've ever been worth this shit. Pal, you go back to Canada. Their team just starts having work stoppages. Yeah. yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Fucking send me back. They'll lace the boots up again. Here we go. Oh, we get. Is there going to be um, scabs? <laughs> Sounds like a good barter to me. Scab Christ. goomp. Is there going to be scabs, though, you think? How, how's, have you heard anything up there about how that'll get settled, or you're not paying attention at all? Yeah, I have no clue, to be honest. <laughs> I thought they weren't playing. It's got a boots on the ground in Canada <laughs> with an update on the Canadian soccer holdout situation. How are you doing gambling? I know Diggs is hot on a diamond. Are you getting hotter or colder now that you're back in Canada? Hockey's good. Ball was good last night. Need the Celtics. Need the Celtics. Yeah, here we go. When's that, tomorrow night? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Who you got, Rangers, Tampa tonight? Bulls, 60 minutes. Come on. I bet no the pouch. Bulls 25 times to win the cup throughout the playoffs. They're going to they're gonna go, huh, you think? God, it Avalanche has to, flies it around. can't have Rangers Avalanche final. Come on. Abs have won, what, eight straight? Is that true? Series Game, or yeah, games? games? Games. Yeah, the West has kind of been up. Jeez. Yeah, they're Mike. rolling. I mean, how you trot that guy out there every fucking game? The backup's decent. Give him a chance. Oh, you're talking about Mike, Mike Smith. Smith. Mikey. Guy's 41 years old doing swan dives, firing the puck. Like, give it a rest, dude. He, he does seem to be on the ice more than most goalies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's kind of flopping around. Yeah, stacking the pads. <laughs> he always puts his arms up like it's somebody else's fault. I love that. He's a soccer yeah. goalie. Yeah. He, NHL goalies normally head down, skate away, pissed oh, off, yeah. they come back. Soccer goalies always mad at somebody else. We yep. talked about this. Mm-hmm. He is a – oh, that was yeah. – hey. 41 years of this. Fucking tighten up, boys. He let one in from the other end and put his arms up. Oh, like, yeah. What's this fault? Because Calgary. <laughs> right I was supposed to see the fucking thing. What was that? Top shelf, too. It's right uh-huh. over his shoulder. Yeah. I couldn't see it. Fuck. How about the fucking defenseman or whoever shot that was like, I mean, this guy does kind of stink. Let's fucking <laughs> yeah, slap him. That's like a high school type situation. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let it eat. You might see one of those go in a year off like a dribbler. Like it'll hit the ice and take a weird bounce hop over short. Never all the way in the air like that. On the fly. Yeah. 
That back of the net. You remember soccer camps? You used to try to hit the back of the net on the fly or whatever from however far you are. I assume in hockey they do the same thing. That guy does it in the middle of a fucking Stanley Cup playoff game. Yeah. I think I could hit it on the fly. That fucking guy back there was going to do a handstand. Yeah, and we scored. Goal. There's He's no got to have the record for most goals given up on a playoff run. Has to be. No, three out of five shots in five minutes and 49 seconds in the third period, which is his well, last first game. game. First game battle of Alberta. What did he give up? Six in the first? First game of the ass. He gave up eight goals, right? Or did he give up half of them? <laughs> they just keep skating his ass out there. Yeah. Tell you what, you put Mike Smith on the pens, though. They're still in the fucking. I doubt it. King Dominguez <laughs> is way better. Bro, than that Mike guy Smith. is a hundred so times bad. better than Louis Dominguez. No, Mike Smith. Mike oh, so. Dude, now that I know no how, way. like, the, now that I know how the starting announcements go after watching Biz thing in the in the Oil Kings locker room, mm-hmm. Mike Smith has held them hostage this entire playoff run. <laughs> yep. About this being his last go. Hey, I'm retiring. Ever. You're gonna start somebody else, and the coach is like starting in, in net, and then he goes to the point. And Mike's my last. I got one more. <laughs> Uh, he might not be done. He might come back for another round. Oh, the Royal Kings? Going to the AHL? <laughs> Maybe Boston. Maybe Vegas. Vegas needs a goal. Oh, you know yeah. what? Maybe Pittsburgh. Boston. Vegas. Would be actually we got our guy. Vegas. Bring him home. Bring him to Vegas. The guy we got <laughs> fucking stinks. I, I'll take Mike Smith's theatrics out there. I'd love it. Now, we do have to say what Mike Smith has faced over the last two months in which we all were introduced to this guy and have seen him play are the best hockey players on earth. This is deep into the playoffs. True, These are great true, players. True. This isn't just, you know. He also had two of the best players in the world on his team. Well, they didn't. Well, if they were on the other teams, their stats probably. <laughs> yeah, even higher. Let's go to the phones. Uh, let's go to Juan in New Mexico. Was this? Is this? Juan! I don't know. Juan in New Mexico, what's going on? Have you ever called this show before? Hey, what's up, Pat Boys? AJ. Wish the spirit of Lord over there was too. Juan, have you called the show before? Juan, have you called this show before? Uh, first time caller, actually. No, I've not called before. Fuck. Uh, All right. What do you want to talk about, Juan? Yeah, I just wanted to ask if you were going to be in Albuquerque on the 12th for WWE Live. Uh, is it, 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 what day of the week? It's going to be on a Sunday, I believe. No go. Sorry about it. Sorry, sorry, sorry about it. It's a premium live event. Well, if it's a premium live event, I'll be there. It's not a premium live event. It sounds like it's a house show. These are great shows, though. These are what everybody says is like the best shows because people can just do whatever the hell they want. All right, all right. Sorry about it, Juan. Sorry about it. What are you laughing about? What happened? What is your problem? What happened to Ezekiel? What are you talking about? What do you mean? What was that last night? He's playing Kev- Kevin Owens' game. Yeah, yeah, got him. He's from our school. He's a hustler. Playing possum, dude. F- fucking owned him. Tricked you, dude. Bust. Wait, so the brother came back? No. no. Whoa. Whoa. Jeez. He lied. Yeah. He did. He lied. He said, I am Elias. And then, ha, ah, deal was made. And then he goes, I lied to you. I'm Ezekiel. And then he walked out. <laughs> fucking owned his ass. <laughs> yeah, it was insane. It was sick. He fucking bamboozled him. Hustled so, him. There's no, is there no Elias then? What? Yes. What are you brother, talking dude? about? Ezekiel is Elias' younger brother. Yeah. It ain't uh, that hard. It is, though. No, it it's not. Hard. No. It ain't that hard. It is. No, it's hey, not. AJ. Envision oh, yourself bro, learning bro. this information for the first time at 38 years old. It is somewhat difficult to keep track of. You're, of what? Ezekiel what? is Elias' wow. younger All brother. All the storylines yes. I'm saying, not just Ezekiel and Elias. You guys obviously throw me off the scent a million times, but whoever is back now between Ezekiel and Elias, I just want to see a tag team match 
with those two guys to take on anyone in the world. Well, we kind of hope that's the case. The brothers get back in good graces yeah. with each other. I yeah. mean, that's yeah. especially why being, is it? What's with the the strife? Why are they? Well, everybody didn't find him. Elias disappeared, and yeah. now there's a chance that maybe he's jealous of Ezekiel's success. But Which. Ezekiel has held on hope that Elias will come back and be proud of him. I do believe. Oh, right? Absolutely. Right, Nick? I'd like to see him shred together. You know, come out play. play Can Ezekiel play the guitar? Play the guitar? Yeah. Really? Yeah. All right. I'd like to see Elias beat his ass. Whoa. Whoa. Sick of Zeke. You're sick of Zeke. Shut up. Beat Elias back. You said you don't like champions. What? You're not a part of Zeke Freak Nation, dude? What? Elias would not lose to KO. I'm about to fucking Zeke out on you, brother. You better (laughs) get the hell out of here. You're Zeking a little bit back here, aren't you? He's Zeking. He is. Like a fool. Or you're a Zeke freak or you're not anything yeah. around here. Uh-huh. Yeah. I walk with Elias. Catch the Zeke. You, yeah, only... you can. You can listen ahead, to Zeke yeah. speak and walk with Elias yeah. at the same damn time. Same blood. <laughs> Boom. 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 Same dad? Yes. Yeah, yes. what do you mean? They're brothers, brothers, AJ. Oh, Believe it or not, with those names, they are rather Italian. I do believe. <laughs> Ezekiel's an From Italian, our town, man. there's about a 95% chance they are Italian. <laughs> yeah. Ezekiel Giuseppe Santiago. Whoa. Is that his name? What did you just do? Is that his name? Santiago Eni? (laughs) Yeah. This guy. That's his name. You're disgusting. Scum. That's what I thought his name was. Apologize to the boot country, please. Why? Apologize to Ezekiel and Elias' home country. That's Ezekiel's name. Listen here, Connor Potato Head. Fucking, you can't be saying that. Whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) Can't say what you just said. What are you talking about? I can't. You you can't say what you just said. I'm offended. I called a guy. Well, I give you permission to say what you just said. Me anyways, too. you're a hey. fucking scumbag. No, me too. That's fine. You can say that. Santiago Eni. Yeah. Giuseppe Santiago Eni. Yeah. That's Ezekiel's <laughs> name. And this guy's grandstanding about how good of a guy he is. All the time. Yeah, all when? The, no, all the time. I'm never in my grandstanding about anything. I was just saying. Are you when, not 100% sure now about the thing that we've been talking about for the last week that it was definitely Santiago Eni? Yeah. Yeah. yeah yes, yesterday I ate a cookie. Came over to me go, I'll try to get a little better at pool today, huh? Not true. Exactly. We have the team. We have the tape from Friday. Holy shit! And we can run you it back if we want. You the the boobity. That's basically That's what, what you've you never did. done that before. Never done that before. Nope. Let's get the phones. Juan in New Mexico really was. Thanks, a, Juan. A <laughs> jolt of energy there. Thanks for the call. Oh, shout out. Juan's in Chicago. Yes. Fuck. Let's go to Ben in Phoenix, Arizona. What's going on, Ben? How I you doing, pal? On the Five Energy phone line. Let's go to fiveenergy.com. Use promo code Pat McAfee, McAfee, McAfee. to receive ten percent off your order. I mean, they're switching. It was Pat Tony. It was. Pat it's no Tony. longer twenty percent off. You fucked it up. Now yeah. it's only ten percent off, and that's on your ass. You need Five Energy too. What's going on, Ben in Phoenix, Arizona? Pat and the boys. What is good, bro? Your call. I can already tell. Yeah. Right? What's going on, Ben? Bruh. Dude, chilling, man. So I'm a Cardinals season ticket holder. I just wanted to call you and ask have a couple questions. You know, after the draft, us Cards fans call this part Tom Tom. And so Steve Tom, you know, hopefully he's going to get some uh, other big free agents. You know, we already got J.J. Watt. But, you know, uh, you know, Optimus Prime is out for six games. So we need some more weapons. You know, Cliff, all he wants to do is surround Kyler with all the weapons. So... 
I say notice Odell Beckham playing Call of Duty with K1 over here. And then he's I look playing. at his other thing. He's what? killing with Devin Booker out in Scottsdale. What? Is there a possible Odell Beckham coming to the Cardinals? You never, I know. I personally want some O-line, but that's above my pay grade. I will say, boys, we love you out here in Arizona. We love AJ. You're the man. If you guys ever came out here and did like a live show over the weekend, you guys would sell out, man. I'm telling you. We love you out here. Thanks for always repping Arizona. I'm Coyotes, Suns, Diamondbacks. We love you guys, man. Thank you. Thank you, Ben. Let let me know whatever you think, man. Thank you, Ben. We appreciate that. I love his optimism, Mm -hmm. by the way, that he has about all the Arizona teams. Coyotes are dead, right? That team's dead? Yeah, Yeah, we could probably... You could probably go sell out the arena they're playing in next season. But the yeah. well, yeah. But the Suns, sure. I hope. If anybody About buys five thousand people, right? If anybody buys a ticket for anything we do in the future, I mean, waste of money. But we'll try to get you a good deal on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the cards in the Suns feels like for what the next five years at least sure. going to be yeah. very, very, very into this. And the story came out via I am athlete. Tonight, uh, which is on SiriusXM, Brandon Marshall was in SiriusXM studio, I believe in L.A. Sean McVay came on the show and chatted about Odell Beckham Jr. crashed his wedding. Yeah, Yeah. that's right. Odell Beckham Jr., one of the players who was not invited to the wedding because he had to make this massive decision after years and years and years of coaching and relationships. He decided only the captains of the team and a couple of veterans that he has good relationships with. And then, boom, Odell Beckham Jr. showed up and Sean McVay's mom even said, Oh, he's much more handsome in person, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Kind of took a little run at OBJ. And uh, Sean McVay then alluded to the fact, if you're going to crash my wedding, you're going to come back and play for us next year. But at that wedding, Cliff Kingsbury was there. Ooh. Odell Beckham Jr. is at the wedding. I don't know if Odell Beckham Jr. with the knee is out on the dance floor. Cliff was never on the dance floor. Cliff might have been in the back operating. Is Cliff going to poach OBJ straight out of McVay's wedding that OBJ crashed? TBD, it sounds like Arizona would love it. Matt LaFleur is also there. Yeah, maybe Odell's oh. chatting with him about going to Green Bay. Well, LaFleur was, LaFleur was sober sitting in a corner. His wife was the one having a good time, as what Shager told us. Well, Arizona's already got a pretty stacked room. the dance room. floor, lad. Let's go. You think OBJ was on dance floor, maybe? Or are you talking about LaFleur? LaFleur, what are we doing? Well, he's skipping yeah. some sort of something. Maybe a practice next day. Roger wasn't even there yet. I think he probably had a couple cocktails. Six, seven. You think LaFleur got uh, pretty tuned up at that wedding, uh, AJ? I hope he did. I hope he had a good time. I hope he did too. But also, I hope he gets one. I mean, the dance floor. He's probably got. He, he, some NFL coaches are probably a little gun shy when it comes to the dance floor. It doesn't work out for every coach. What are you saying? Well, we know one guy who was coaching. All of a sudden, he decided to go to the dance floor, oh, and then he looks back oh, afterwards geez. and said, "Shouldn't go to the dance floor. That's it's right, not there too. anymore." The wild, wild west over there in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Finger gun yeah. city. Wasn't a wedding. He was supposed to be there. Yeah, it was with his kids. Well, kids. that guy should have been on a plane back home with his team. <laughs> yeah. Well, instead, he had to see his babies. That's right. That's right. And a few other people. And maybe a 22, 23-year-old. Right. <laughs> He's got a pretty good little dance move on my, my bar that I made. Right. <laughs> hey, I laid this wood that you're dancing on. Hey, yeah. speaking of. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Gumpy. We appreciate the hell out of you. OBJ, though, is still a free agent, as is Julio Jones sure. and others. A lot of weapons out there. Uh, July is the Deshaun decision, is what we're told by Albert Breer from the NFL. In about two weeks, we'll learn about Baker and Jimmy. Yep. Uh, Carolina, Seattle are in that game. Gumpy, we appreciate you, pal. Hey, baby, Gumpy. Did you guys hang up on him? Yeah. What about? Well, it's not uh, as bad as what the government did to him. So. Yeah, That's sure. True. Colts, Colts are going to have to score a lot more points now, um, so maybe go – you Why? guys go get him. Uh, I mean, best defensive players having back surgery today. That's probably not good. 
Breaking news. It has come out of mandatory minicamp for the Indianapolis Colts day one. Darius Leonard had back surgery today. Oh. That's not good. June was this something 7th. that was building? And no. is this because he was at OTAs? And did he get hurt at OTAs? Oh, I hope it didn't happen at OTAs. I, I would mean. be so pissed if this happened at OTAs. I do not know. I saw the tweet come through in the group text. I did not get to read into it as much because we've been doing a show. But what did happen? Update from the Colts on star linebacker Darius Leonard. No second surgery on his ankle, but he has been having back issues that require surgery. Operation is today. He'll miss some camp time, but the team's expectation is he's ready for the regular season. I hope so. Jesus. Here we go. Why'd they wait so long? It had to have just happened if he's waiting until June Or he probably thought he could rehab it without surgery. Uh, Uh, This is from Coach Frank Reich talking to the media today. This might have been a Michael Thomas situation down in uh, New Orleans. Thought you could rehab it, thought you could rehab it, thought you could rehab it. Then you get to the date where, hey, if we're not seeing any actual progression, we need to do surgery, so then we'll rehab it and do it this way. Um, he is not going to need a second procedure on the ankle, but he is not here. However, he did have a procedure done on his back earlier today. Let's get ahead of it not let it progress further, mm. says Olivia Ray of Wish TV via Frank Reich's press conference. From the first day of mandatory minicamp, that's obviously terrible news. Yep. Mm-hmm. Said so he'll miss some camp time. Luckily, it's not. They're not predicting he'll miss any regular season games yet. At least, maybe we don't. I mean, backs are scary. There's no minor tricky, back surgery. Right? Yeah. We know that. Yeah, yeah and that statement tough. also wasn't like a. We don't think he. It wasn't like an actual timeline they're putting on that. And you're with to your point. Backs can creep up like that, right? Like oh, yeah. Gronk has been dealing with a back yeah, for brutal. It's never the same. And he flies. That guy flies around and hits people. Oh, no. Plus from Hard Knocks, too. His ankle looked really fucked up. So the ankle's good. That's what we think. No, that's what he just said. Because why wouldn't you get another ankle surgery right now if you're already going to go under? I I guess he wasn't at OTAs because of his ankle. So maybe he was rehabbing. Hmm. Who said he wasn't there because of his ankle? We'll find out. Did he have surgery right after the season on his ankle? Maybe. I don't, I, they said no I second surgery needed. So when did the first happen? But if publicly they were saying it's because of the ankle, but actually it was because of the back, that's two different stories. If they were saying it's because of the ankle and then it comes out that it's because of the back, that goes lying? What the fuck? Jesus. Could be both. If, you're hurt, if your ankle is hurt, you know your body compensates in other ways. That definitely could have something to do with this back. Yeah, that's what I was worried about with this knee, by the way, with the hip and the back potentially. You know, well, this is why you add to the D-line, you add to the secondary, you know, just in case you, you, Ngakwe and Gilmore can pick up the slack in the other yeah. parts of the defense. I get, it picking up, I get it picking up the slack, but it's like this was supposed to be our year. We got yeah. a Navy SEAL at the quarterback. Mm-hmm. He's yelling at everybody. Now mm-hmm. the maniac defense player of the year type player getting back surgery on June 7th. June 7th. His first ankle surgery was before training camp last year. That's right, because he, he missed some of camp. He came on our show when, during an off day right after he signed a big deal, I remember. So who's report, who was reporting that he was missing training camp because of the ankle? Uh, it looks like him himself. Oh, no. Oh, no. Jesus Christ. Good run. You mean missing OTAs because of his ankle? Yeah, so that means they're trying not to talk about the back, maybe? Or maybe the back wasn't something until it flared up. They might up. have not known. Maybe they didn't know it was that serious and it just kept getting a little bit worse. Yeah, maybe the back like flared up or something. Here we go. Good morning. Darius Leonard underwent a procedure on his back, an issue that arose in the offseason. He saw a surgeon out west. Reich said, not sure on the timetable now, but in my mind, as long as he's ready for the regular season, I'm not concerned. Via Olivia Ray of Wish TV. Amen, Frank. Listen, this is no story. He'll be back for the yeah, regular yeah. season. Okay. He's no not worries. concerned. He's okay. If Darius Leonard's not worried and Frank Reich's not worried, neither am I. No there point you go. to be. The maniac you have, no, you have no reason to be worried. Yeah. Not at all. I can tell you're not. 
Not at all. Back surgery, no big deal. Those yeah. things are just easy peasy. Yeah. Just another Tuesday. We'll be back tomorrow. How many days till the season starts, Connor? 93. Okay. That's plenty of time. Plenty of time. AJ. For a back uh, surgery? Yeah. There is Leonard. Bro, backs are not good. That's not good. There's so many. You know, because the head bone's connected to the neck Neck bone. bone. And then the neck bone's bone's connected to just the back bone. And it's just your entire. There's so much to it. And then everything, especially when you're striking Mm -hmm. and everything, and like your back is just so vital. You see people get back issues, and it's just like, oh, you have a new life now. But you had a T4, T5, though. You came back from pretty quickly, so maybe he will, too. Yeah, I was just talking to Mike. That was was more of a neck, though. I was playing for Yeah, I was actually T4, T2. I didn't have to to hit anybody, either. I was just talking to him. I mean, three months. Not a real injury, even if he's out for two months. Whoa! Holy shit! See the neck brace? Fucking asshole, dude. Sorry, what were you gonna say? Well, well I mean, ninety-three days, three months. Like, I if he's out for eight weeks, it's still gonna take him a little bit to like ramp back up into. He'll football. be fine. He doesn't need camp. He's always in shape. Yeah, he's he's always in shape. He didn't yeah. do camp last year much. I didn't um, yeah, near to Carson, they didn't make the playoffs. Anyways, <laughs> let's um, let's wrap it up with this as we get out of here. And this has been a really good show today. Hell, Hell yeah! Hell three yeah. hours and forty-six minutes here. We're going. Hell yeah! Pretty good. Four deaths for a Tuesday, June seventh. Not bad. Pretty proud of us today. Hell yeah! yeah. Pretty proud of us today. Going to Paris. Let's go. We're going to Paris. We're going to play blackjack with oh, Dana yeah. White. Yeah. Let's go. Let's end the show in a, with a bang. Okay. okay. Here we go. Hey, you know those things are putting on helmets to keep everybody safe that you absolutely hate? Mike Tomlin's wearing one, so none of the boys can bitch if Tomlin's wearing it. You know that? Steelers wore the Guardian caps for day one in minicamp, including Coach Tomlin. Coach said after practice, it's a new rule. It's for their safety. We're going to make it a non-issue for us. And focus on our work. Yeah. Mike Tomlin said, I'll even wear one of these fucking guardian caps nobody can breathe out of. All these college kids have been doing this for the last couple of years. I guess there's a couple of NFL teams that have done it as well. The OGs are going to take a while to adjust to it, I believe personally. But the rules is the rules. We're not going to live in our fears. We vehemently admit that we are about the people's safety. And Mike Tomlin said, I'll wear one of these as well while running my head. Is this a video or just a photo? Can we zoom in on Tomlin if it's uh, a photo? Video. Play the video. Oh, I got to turn the music off. He's on the right side there. Gonna zoom in Look at him. Here. He's wearing the gray. He's got his guardian <laughs> on just in case anybody thinks shit isn't sweet, he says. If anybody wants any, I'll run this baseball cap with a guardian cap on top of it right into your sternum if you got a little bit of a problem. AJ, you love this. I know you love this. Let's buy into the new science and the modern <laughs> science. Let's keep players safe just like Tomlin's doing. Oh, yeah. Mike Tomlin is obviously a great leader, and that is why he is doing this because he knows – he has a, a, I don't know, maybe a good chunk of vets or different people on the team that will show up and not be wearing that thing. So he's like, hey, it's gonna, I'm going to wear this day one. We all know what this is. I'm going to wear it. Stop asking me about it. Let's just focus on football. I actually give him credit for this. I respect it. It also could be him just gassing up the boys. Yeah. You know? yeah. Everybody bitching about it. Love mm-hmm. this thing. Oh, look how comfortable this yeah, thing is. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of shit talk that could potentially come from him wearing the Guardian cap as opposed to everybody else. I love it, though. Anything Mike Tomlin does, I'm on board with because of his track record and the fact that everybody seems to fucking love playing for him. Thank you, Coach. Thank you, Coach. He's the man. I agree. I concur. He should come back on the show sometime. He should. Yeah. I would like him to wear that Guardian we cap. Got, yeah, we need to get some, though. We need some Guardian caps. We'll wear them when he comes Should. on. Ooh, oh, yeah. Sweet. I might just wear a mysterious mask because I don't know if we'll have a Guardian cap in time. We'll get to it. We'll figure it yeah, out. Yeah, maybe. All right, that's the show. We appreciate you, AJ. Thank you, boys. It did great. Uh, Albert Breer, Dana White, Darrell Rivas, Ian Rappaport. What a day. That's a Tuesday. Um, hope life is great. Let's do a giveaway. Big day today. Oh. Yeah. PMS. Hashtag PMS. 
What was today? In Paris. Mini camp. Oh, oh, in Paris. Yeah. PMS bonjour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nah, that's too much. Then we're definitely committing to it. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? We need sure. to be able to back out of this if we have to. That's a good point. We can't commit too much. If we give, if we commit too much, there's no way to back out of that eight nine hour flight. Revis. PMS Granada sucks at soccer. Whoa. Wow, that's a little aggressive. The game's not until Friday. Okay. Maybe PMS Revis Island. PMS Island. PMS Island. PMS Island. Whoa, that, that kind of sounds like Lexi. Is, yeah. 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 We talks about that Granada a little bit. As well. Yeah, because Granada is an island. Okay. PMS Revis Island. Yeah. Hashtag. Do that. Take a, <laughs> Take a screenshot right now. Whoa! What is that? Son of a bitch. Who'd you steal that from? You stole that from our office? No. What do you mean? These things, I tell you, things just show up at my door. What, what the hell is that? How'd you get that? That's. Whoa! Whoa! Uh, yours isn't 32 pounds. Yours is fake. Respect it, dude. Don't do that. To I am. That's why I'm trying to hold it up here for the picture. Don't do that to Baby Lordo. How'd you get a Baby Lordo? Don't worry about it. Should I put it right here? You can't even hold the goddamn That's a yeah. fake. That's a fake Baby Lordo. That's yeah, not 35 pounds. That's a fake Baby Lordo. What do you mean? Put it away. That's what I thought. Take a screenshot. Don't. No. You son of a bitch. No. No. So good. (laughs) No dirt in this one either. (laughs) Hashtag PMS Revis Island. Say something nice to somebody. Put your cash tag in there. Be one of 10 winners of 599 bucks. Thanks for ruining Baby Lordo, AJ, with your fake one. What you do? You're welcome. Did you, did you 3D print that? Where's yours? Don't worry about it. I feel like you probably stole it. Are they just handing out these titles and Lordos to everybody? Yeah, I don't love that. I thought, I thought we earned it. You earned it, AJ. Hey, you earned it. Way to go. Thank you. See you guys tomorrow. Hashtag PMS Revis Island. Say something nice to somebody. Put your cash tag in there and a screenshot from the show. You're the best. See you tomorrow. Well, well, Darius Leonard just tweeted. Yeah, I would like surgery went well, feeling amazing and ready to get back going. If you know me, you know I always come back way better than I was. Let's go, man. Ankle feels amazing and can't wait to get back there moving. Thanks for the text and the call. So here we go. Here we go. go. Man, go. Yeah. We're good. We're He's good. Back. He's back. Yeah. He's back. Put the Lord away. We're good, man. I'm glad to hear Darius is doing all right. Me too. I fucking love Darius. I hate that you have a fake Fugazi baby lord over here. Yeah, it's bullshit. bullshit. We'll be back tomorrow with more of an investigation in the stolen valor of AJ 3D printing a baby lorda that we earned to have here in the office. See you guys tomorrow. Thanks, AJ. Thanks for everything. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, AJ. Thanks.